0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio
1: Network. You believe it's almost March already? Hmm. February 26th. And keep in mind... Uh, there's only 28 days in the in the month, so I would say that means Thursday is March
2: 1st, right? You, are right? you like a math genius? Yeah. Wow. I, mean,
1: I did that in my head. Whole thing in my head. I Folks, didn't no, write it down on paper, didn't look at a calendar, nothing.
2: No calculators Just, in here? No abacus? I nope, mean...
1: Nope. No slide rule? Just bang. Eh. Just like that. You're welcome. Hmm. I mean, it's not every day you're subjected to this type of genius. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not
2: not every day that the U.S. men's curling team become America's sweethearts. America's real sweethearts, ladies and gentlemen. So did win it.
1: Uh, Actually, the last two days of the Olympics, we almost doubled our medal total uh, from the previous week and a half. So, you know, it it caught fire a little bit at the end, and we finished fourth, I think, which is our worst Mm -hmm. showing, I believe, ever. Uh, But... It was a little more... I mean, it wasn't quite as embarrassing as it was headed to be. We had yeah. 23 medals overall. I think nine gold. Uh, of course, Norway had 39 medals. They broke our record that we set back in the Vancouver Games in 2010.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't care for that.
1: Uh, but the Olympics are over. It's uh, They're in the history books now. 888 thirty three ninety three.
2: There was no nuclear war, so that's a no, and side benefit
1: there. They, they seemed, the, the Koreans seemed to get along really well, mm-hmm. working under the same flag. Uh, we... Discovered a little more about those cheerleaders. They're mm-hmm. apparently not so much cheerleaders when they're back home. Mm-hmm. They're more like sex slaves. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's fun. Uh, and that's why many of them end up in gulags. Like 23 of them in the past have done something to end up in gulags. And so while the media was so enamored, <laughs> look at these fun girls and uh, the cheering they do from North Korea. This is wonderful. It is so much fun to see the North Koreans, uh, you know, in the spirit they have. Yeah, uh, the spirit to put the women in, uh, in gulags when they've done something wrong. Uh, they, they, of course, have been systematically forced to have sex with high-ranking members of Kim Jong-un's twisted regime. Behind the scenes, the troop dubbed the Pleasure Squad by insiders are forced to perform sex acts on party leaders during the trip to the Olympics. Uh, that's, this is all according to a defector who uh, has some kind of knowledge of this sexual slavery they're subjected to. The troupe came here to, and performed with dances and songs and it might seem like a fancy show on the outside, but they also have to go to parties and provide sexual favors. According to defector Lee So-yeon, military musician who fled the country in 2008, they go to the Central Politburo party events and have to sleep with the people there even if they don't want to. Those sorts of human rights infringements take place where women have to follow what they're told to do with their bodies. Yeah, just a really sick, awful, awful story. And, but the media, of course, loved it. They loved it. They loved the show. And you know what? The North and South Korea have united for these games, so everything's fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's crazy. Just nuts. Um, and then the athletes were concerned that because the North Korean athletes, they won zero medals, of course, and they were afraid to go back home because they didn't bring glory back to the fatherland. And the last time that happened in 1966, when they actually went to the games and won no medals, uh, they were put into gulags. Yeah. They, they wound up in labor camps. So yeah, North Korea is, is wonderful. What a fun, fun place. Yeah, but, hey, but how about that? Uh, how about his sister mm. outflanking Mike Pence? Huh? <laughs> oh, oh sure boy. Am. And she was pretty and charming. Oh, she's a charmer. In an understated way. Uh, exactly right. Like whatever the hell. Yes, such understated charm. Triple Eight, 900, 3393. I'll tell you who has no charm, understated or otherwise, is Broward County Sheriff. Scott Israel, he's uh, he claims amazing leadership during this time. Oh man, uh, Jake Tapper, whom we've told you, we've mentioned many times, uh, my favorite journalist. He's really the only journalist left, one of the few, and he goes after both sides, as he did here. Jake Tapper put the sheriff on, and my guess is the sheriff was quite surprised. Because after that town hall meeting, I'll bet he was expecting a really safe and friendly interview. It is not what happened. Uh, In this clip, uh, Tapper asked Israel to respond to a clip from a student saying that he saw the school safety resource officer just standing outside the building. While others ran in to help those inside uh, during the shooting. Thanks so much for
3: joining us. I appreciate it. I want you to take a listen to uh, Stoneman Douglas High School senior Brandon Huff talking about your deputy, the school resource officer, Scott Peterson.
4: The school resource officer was behind a stairwell wall just standing there, and he had his gun drawn, and he was just pointing it at the building, and you could shots started going off inside. You could hear them going off over and over. He was just talking on the radio, and he never... Did anything for four minutes he's the only one with a gun he's wearing a bulletproof vest and all you know he has all that while school security guards you know coaches pretty much were running in shielding kids sheriff how do you respond to the student
5: all what the student said uh, our video and audio and uh, all the witness statements we uh, have, have taken corroborates that that's what i saw um and when i saw that Um, I was disgusted. I was uh, just demoralized with the uh, performance of former Deputy Peterson, and that's why I called him in and uh, uh, suspended him without pay as we were going to move towards termination, and and he resigned.
3: Did he tell you why he didn't go in? He did not. I'm also told by sources in Coral Springs that Coral Springs police, who arrived at the scene, uh, saw that three other Broward deputies were standing behind cars, not having gone into the building. What can you tell me about that?
5: Well, let me be perfectly clear. Uh, our investigation to this point shows that during this horrific attack, while this killer was inside the school, there was only one law enforcement person, uh, period, and that was uh, former Deputy Scott Peterson. Um,
1: the first thing is there's no R. In the word law. No? Yeah. Mm -mm. we sure? No. Uh, Well, after listening to him, I'm not positive, but I'm I'm pretty sure there's no R in the word law. Okay. Um, So I'm not sure why he's saying talking about law enforcement. (laughs) I I don't understand, but pretty amazing. And uh, according to witnesses, there were three other Broward County sheriffs that pulled up and got behind their cars and none of them went in either. So four Broward County Sheriff's deputies pull up to the scene while the shooter is killing students inside. And they wait for him, I guess, to come out afterward. I, I, it's inconceivable. I, I don't know what the deal is. Now, people have speculated maybe they were told to do that. Well, apparently not since, since uh, Sheriff Israel suspended the one guy for doing it. I, w- I would think he wouldn't want four guys doing it. Really, really strange. It's
2: heartbreaking. And yet
1: it's the gun's fault. Again, Mm -hmm. here they, they had multiple, they had dozens of clues, of red flags, of warnings, of people telling them exactly what this guy was planning to do, exactly what he was planning. Then they show up while he's doing it, and they still can't stop it. But it's the NRA's fault, not Broward County Sheriff's deputies. Help me understand that. I I don't. I just don't.
2: And uh, the words of the paramedic who waited outside. Yeah. I mean, just he yeah. wanted to go in and help. These kids were bleeding out. It just, I mean, right up to, from from months ago, years ago, right up until the moment of this terrible tragedy. Just so many... I just, it's just heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, Wolf Blitzer uh, did a special on the responses from the Coral Springs police officers and what they expected to encounter. Um, here's the first responders speaking.
4: Officer Tim Burton believed to be the first Coral Springs officer to arrive on scene. Immediately, I grab my rifle and uh, I start running. An unarmed civilian school security guard met Burton, telling him where the shooting was and describing the suspect. Burton charged on alone heading for the building.
6: I thought I was gonna encounter the shooter as soon as I made that left-hand turn in the parking lot, um, if he was trying to
4: escape or get away. Instead, Burton found only silence. The first Coral Springs officer to arrive heard no gunfire. But officer Jeff Heinrich did hear gunfire. In fact, he heard it all. Regaining his composure, he returns to the microphone, recounting the moment the shooting began. I hear what I now know to be five or six gunshots. Um, At first, I honestly thought there were fireworks. Heinrich was off-duty and without his weapon, volunteering at the high school, watering the baseball field. Moments later, more gunfire. He knew it was real. He also knew his wife, a teacher, and his son, a student, were both inside. Kids started to run. Kids started to scream. Uh, That time I heard a round of probably about another five or six shots. Wearing just shorts and a t-shirt, Heinrich ran in the direction of gunfire, first tending to a gravely wounded student, then, as other officers arrived, grabbing a spare vest and gun. Got his gun, his secondary weapon, and we systematically cleared back towards the 12 building.
1: Wow, just uh, heart-wrenching. Uh, there was also an EMT uh, um, responder who talked about the fact that they wouldn't let him go in. He wanted to go in. He begged them to go in. He knew that they were supposed to go in, and they said no. He said everything I was trained on mass casualty events, says they did the wrong thing. You don't wait for the scene to be cleared. You go in immediately armed. Retrieve the victims. You can't leave the victims laying there. Uh, Tapper talked to Sheriff Israel about whether or not he knew the school safety officer issue, uh, whether he knew about this prior to the CNN town hall debate.
3: You spent much of the Wednesday night town hall on CNN commute with the entire stoneman douglas community students and teachers and parents attacking the nra saying that police need more powers more money to prevent future tragedies you didn't disclose any of this to the crowd then the stoneman douglas high school community did you know it then did you know it wednesday night
5: it was spoken about during that uh, earlier during that day i'm not on a timeline for tv or any news show we need to get it right. We need to get it accurate. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about a community. Uh we need to corroborate. We need to verify. And once we did the next day and I would I looked at the tape and I was one hundred percent certain that it happened the way uh, I was told about the investigators initially told me told about. I didn't even release it you right You didn't that look that at second. the video I, I, I,
3: one week after the shooting, you hadn't looked at the video yet?
5: I looked at the video as soon as our investigators, uh, it wasn't my job to look at the video, it was investigators job to look at the video. I'm still sheriffing this, 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 uh, this county. There were many things to do. We have investigators, homicide investigators, internal affairs investigators dissecting it. And when they felt were, uh, there was a video that, I, ready for my view, that I might take action on one of our deputies, I looked at the video. And let me add this, Jake. Once I saw the video, the first order I gave was for our our detectives to notify the families that the of of the uh, of the uh, those lost the 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 families yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The families come first, and I wanted to make sure the families knew what happened and what was about to happen. The families were at the CNN town hall, sir.
3: sir, sir, The the families were at the CNN town hall,
5: and you could have disclosed that's not the that's not. We didn't. I couldn't disclose it then because there was no corroboration, Jake. There was no confirmation. We needed dot I's and cross T's. And I certainly would not d- disclose it to a family at a town hall. Not every family was there. Uh, one of the families, uh, one, uh, Mr. Pollock, had gone to Washington D.C. That's not the way All you right. do things over a news camera. You 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 do it individually. You meet privately with families. You have compassion. You don't do it at a public right, forum. Right, but your tone, we to tone, tone. at the public
3: forums or your tone at the public forum was rather belligerent, belligerent towards the NRA, sure. yeah. and you're talking about needing more police protection. I mean, more police were, funding and more police powers, and yet you knew. That, and yet, that's not. No, it's not.
5: That wasn't your time. That's not true. Jake, that's not true at all. I wasn't belligerent towards the NRA. I took a passionate stance as I always have about common sense gun reform and expanding police uh, ability throughout our country when we come in contact with someone mentally ill to take them to a facility to take guns away from them. Wow.
1: But he wasn't belligerent to the NRA at all. That's not even true. No. (laughs) You know, the whole nation saw it. The whole nation knows he was absolutely belligerent to the NRA. He absolutely has an agenda here of gun control. Oh, yeah. And he is absolutely, in part, responsible for this debacle. I, the, the amazing leadership. Yeah, amazingly awful leadership for these guys to stand outside the school while the shooting is going on and just wait. Wait for what? it's unbelievable to me and we'll play for you the you know the students that are out talking gun control uh, they they're not talking about this the failures here that happened with the law enforcement over and over and over and over again from the FBI to the county police uh you name it and they failed and it, yes this could have been prevented not by gun control but by these law enforcement agents
2: what is this excuse? Oh, I've got a sheriff, the whole county, so I can't watch the video over a week ahead. How convenient. It was the morning after the CNN town hall mm. that you finally watched the video. Okay, let's just say you strategically avoided it until then. But this this whole, I've got a sheriff, the whole county. Look, I I, I Googled while mm. while that was playing. Uh, Colonel Steve Kinsey, let him handle all of the other stuff going on in your county. I wouldn't sleep if I were the sheriff in this county where, a, where 17 children died. On my watch. This guy is such an arrogant jerk. Oh, I want him to resign, but he won't because oh, he he's won't. too full of himself. 888-933-93. Uh,
1: we got more from the sheriff. We got more from the students. More uh, on all of this and, and other topics as well coming up. Let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids. They're on a mission, and uh, the mission is to get pornography out of the hands of kids. Pornography like... Uh, This from Cosmopolitan Magazine. Right above the title of the magazine are the words hot sex skills with three exclamation points. And then it points down to how to get and give supreme pleasure. You want your 14-year-old reading that article? Uh, Then on the other side of the front uh, uh, section of the cover, Cosmo's best quickie position ever? Eh, Isn't that wonderful? Yes, you want your 13, 14, 15-year-olds reading that. Probably not. Okay, but the the goal here from Victoria Hearst, the the founder of this movement, is not to censor the magazine. She's all about free speech. She's not trying to drive them out of business. She just wants the material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan as it is Playboy or Penthouse or any of those other forms of pornography so that uh, kids under 18 can't buy it. So she believes, as I do, that we need to take a stand against pornography being sold to our children, to kids under 18. If you're 18 or older, I guess that's up to you. Uh, But if you're under that age, absolutely not. Absolutely not have access to this magazine. So visit CosmoHertzKids.com. That's CosmoHertzKids.com.
0: You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Ray, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Still more from Sheriff Israel. <laughs> it just is this is incomprehensible. The whole thing, really. Uh, if you didn't see it with your own eyes and hear it with your own ears, you just wouldn't believe it. I, even in this environment, I, I don't think I'd I I would believe it. This Jake Tapper interview. Tapper actually did a tremendous job with this guy. He really held his feet to the fire. Uh, He quotes a medical first responder, the one we talked about a few minutes ago, who said other law enforcement did not allow him to go in. uh, And here's the response, question of the response.
3: The medical first responder told local news station, WSVN, that medical personnel were asking to go into the school, but law enforcement wouldn't let them. He told uh, WSVN, quote, Everything I was trained on, mass casualty events, says they did the wrong thing. You don't wait for the scene to be cleared. You go in immediately, armed, retrieve the victims. You can't leave the victims laying there. What's your response to that, sir?
5: I agree, I agree with that. Uh, that. That's that's very accurate. That is how that is what you do. Once the once the killer leaves the leaves the scene uh, of of a mass casualty, it's still an, an active killer scene. There are people wounded, people that could lives could be saved. And let me say this: Coral Springs Police. Broward sheriff's deputies. We did carry people out there. These deputies and these uh, and the Coral Springs police officers are credited with saving quite a few lives by getting people medical attention. But did you prevent medical people from
3: going inside?
5: No. You once the scene once the scene is medical people wouldn't go inside until you're sure that they're not going to get killed inside. Uh, We. But this person told WSVN.
3: This person told WSVN he, he wanted to go in. This medical personnel, emergency first responder, wanted to go in and wasn't allowed
5: to. Jake, I'm hearing that for the first time. I, 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 if, you, if you know who the person is, uh, please have him contact me or the Broward Sheriff's Office, and we will interview him. We will mm-hmm. take statements mm-hmm. from oh, him. Yeah, sure you and will. if that's true, that's certainly something we'll look into. Okay. But I'm hearing this for the first time.
1: Oh, well, I, I know if once he talks to you, everything will be fixed because obviously you're on top of everything. Tapper went further. Asked him whether he's going to take responsibility at all for any of the mistakes, for anything that happened in this tragedy.
5: Here's what we all make mistakes, but it's not the responsibility of the general or the president. If you have a deserter, you look into this. Mm. We're looking into this aggressively and uh, we'll we'll take care of it and justice will be served. Are you really not taking any responsibility
3: for the multiple red flags that were brought to the attention of the Broward Sheriff's Office about this shooter before the incident, whether it was people near him, close to him,
5: calling the G- police? G- on Jake, I could only take responsibility for what I knew about. I exercised my, my due diligence. I've given amazing leadership to this agency. Amazing leadership? Uh, I've worked... <laughs> yes, Jake, uh, this is, there's, there's a lot of things we've done throughout this. Wow. Uh, this is, uh, you, you don't uh, measure uh, a person's leadership, by a deputy not going into a... These deputies huh. received the training they needed. Maybe they you measure somebody's leadership
3: quit. by whether or not they protect the community. In this Thank case, you. you've listed 23 incidents before the shooting involving the shooter, and still nothing was done to keep guns out of his hands, to make sure that there were the school was protected, to make sure you were keeping an eye on him. Your deputy at the Jay school God failed. C- I don't understand how you can sit there and claim amazing C- leadership.
1: <laughs> That's a... Wow. Wow. That's a great job on the part of Jake Tapper. You know, we hear that he's a liberal sometimes. He probably is. However, he's also a journalist. And he holds both sides feet to the fire. We just witnessed it. He just called him out on having that attitude that this is all on the doorstep of the NRA when he committed mistake after mistake Ignored warning sign after warning sign. And then during the event when it could have been stopped, his department did nothing. Still did nothing. I mean, we are finding out unbelievable things about this guy. This awful shooter and how screwed up he was. He was so messed up. Even he himself, the killer, called authorities just after Thanksgiving. Said he'd been in a fight was struggling with the death of his mom. He said, I'm dealing with a bunch of things right now. Um, And that's kind of a warning sign. He actually called authorities himself to to tell them that he was in a bad place and could maybe do harm. Wow. I mean, we've got anonymous callers from several states. We have the guy in Tennessee who found the video where he claimed he was going to become a professional school shooter. He he informs the FBI, and the FBI does nothing. And then somebody from the from Florida in that community who knew him got a hold of the FBI and said, Hey, I know this guy. Here's his name. He's crazy. He's got guns. You might want to do something about
2: it. The mom of the family he was living
1: with. Yeah, the mom uh, back in... November, mm-hmm. said he was holding guns to people's heads. Well, that's illegal. Uh, you could do something about that. They did nothing. Absolutely nothing. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray and Leash coming up.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Wow, there's just so much information on this shooting now. And it's really incredible in light of all the uh, blame being placed on the NRA and guns. First of all, the NRA just defends the Second Amendment. That's kind of their whole job. That's what they do. Uh, So if you're going to go after the NRA, you might as well just admit you're trying to eliminate the Second Amendment and in light of i guess he he admits the sheriff israel admits to 23 times not 39 but he admits to 23 times they responded to problems at the shooter's home we also now have the shooter himself calling and say hey i'm i'm dealing with some stuff i'm messed up right now <laughs> uh, and you have Sheriff's deputies rolling up on the scene and doing nothing about it. Just taking cover and pointing at the school. Uh, It's really, really a shame. Really horrific. Could some of those kids have been saved? Uh, We'll never know. I don't know. Had they gone inside uh, and tried to put the shooter down while he was shooting? Maybe it could have been averted. Maybe somebody's life could have been saved. So, Tapper did an amazing interview with uh, Sheriff Israel over the weekend. And he's talking about a program put together by the school board and himself for the sheriff that uh, they would not go after the uh, student punitively who made threats against the school. Here's uh, that section.
3: Let me ask you something else. A lot of people in the community have noted that the Broward County School Board entered into an agreement when you were sheriff in 2013 to pursue the, quote, least punitive means of discipline against students. This news policy encouraged warnings, consultations with parents, and programs on conflict resolution instead of arresting students for crimes. Were there not incidents committed by this shooter as a student had this new policy not been in place that otherwise he would have been arrested for and not able to legally buy a gun?
5: What it, what you're referring to is the Promise Program, and it's it's giving the school the school uh, has the ability under certain circumstances, not to call the police, not to get the police involved on misdemeanor offenses and take care of it within the school. It's, uh, it's, an, it's an excellent program. It's helping many, many people. What this program does is not put a person at 14, 15, 16 years old into the criminal justice system. What if system he should be so in the criminal can,
3: uh, justice system? What if he does something then, violent to a student? What if he takes bullets to school? It, then, what if he takes knives to school? What then, if he threatens the lives of fellow students?
5: Edens. then he goes to jail that's, that's not, not what happened in the promise program. but that's not what happened with I, the shooter
1: wow <laughs> wow <sighs> nicely done by Tapper mm-hmm. what if he takes knives to school bullets guns which he did this guy did well then he goes to jail Jake over a <laughs> yeah he didn't so yeah don't you understand this kid this killer this psycho did all of those things. And he didn't go to jail. Then he didn't go to jail, uh, Jakey. Uh, it's, uh, this guy takes absolutely no responsibility in this. Uh, he's the sheriff where it happened. They had warnings over and over and over again. Dozens of them. From the foster mother to the shooter himself to tipsters from various states a lot of people knew this guy's troubled and this guy is trouble and nothing ever happened and this might be my favorite tapper asks the sheriff if maybe the police department had done things a little differently could this have been avoided do you think
3: that if the broward sheriff's office had done things differently this shooting might not have happened
5: Listen, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, uh, you know, uh, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. I don't know what that means. There's 17 (laughs)
3: dead people and there's a whole long list of things your department could have done differently.
5: How could I? Listen, uh, that's what, Listen, that's what that's af- uh, what after uh, action reports are. That's for lessons learned reports are for. Mm. We I, I have entered into conversation with Chuck Wexler of the police executive research forum. They will be coming mm. to town to do an independent after action lessons learned report. We understand what? everything wasn't done perfectly.
1: OK, uh, if it's if <sighs> ifs and buts were candy and nuts, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books.
2: That's good. That's, yeah, really that's, that's really
1: That's really good. I, it,
2: it's such an appropriate time to pull that one out, yeah, too, sure. Yeah, isn't it? First mess.
1: of all, O.J. Simpson is in the record books. Uh-huh. They didn't take him out because he allegedly yeah, killed two people. Don't
2: try to lessen the blow of his really witty report. Uh, I know.
1: There. I know. And, you know, uh, what can you say to if ifs and buts or candy and nuts, nice. O.J. Simpson would still be in the record books. Okay, well, Sheriff, you asked for it. You got it, Toyota. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> Wait, what? Only you can prevent forest fires.
2: I can't argue with that one.
1: How about this? Okay. Don't forget. Hire the vet. Or (laughs) clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. How do you respond to that, Sheriff? You can't. Because none of that makes sense either. We could talk cliches and little phrases and catchphrases all day long. But that doesn't change all of the warning flags you missed. It also doesn't make uh the fact that you even screwed up the saying any any better. Uh the saying is if if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Which makes a little more sense than OJ Simpson would still be in the record can, books. Can I can I play this the game way. real
2: quick? Mm-hmm. Can I just sure. okay. da 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 I'm loving it. Does that work or yeah, no, okay. it, it works, works right? as
1: well as, as the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah, it does. To mm-hmm. Play that game, okay? Yeah, it's kind of fun, except for the fact that you know it's a it's a huge tragedy and it's a bizarre it's a bizarre comeback to a good question. Yeah, talk and and Tapper handled handled it really well. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Seventeen kids are dead, and and you missed the warning signs, and there's no way around that. You did nothing about all of the times when you had a chance to disarm this kid or get him some help, get him who knows what. Uh, But something, you know, here we are at this point, something has to be done. Something could have been done a long time ago before the tragedy occurred. Something could have been done. Uh, It's strange though, because the kids, the Parkland kids that are out on their faces are in front of every camera that will that will that's around them. They seem to be seeking the camera as much as they possibly can. And uh, one of the kids, which one is this? This is uh,
2: Cameron Kasky? This no, it's oh, not. oh oh oh, I'm sorry. The list here. Yeah. Uh, you've got my list now.
1: Uh, he's not on that list. Oh. Um, it's uh, Hog. Yeah, James Hog. Yeah, James Hogg. Uh, he has even been asked, David Hogg. Sorry. David. OK, David Hogg has been asked, uh, was asked over the weekend about all the failures of law enforcement. Here's what he had to say.
7: What Dana's trying to do. The I believe she's the CEO of the NRA. First,
1: first, is, first of all, <laughs> Dana is not the CEO of the NRA, mm. uh, but he's an expert on that. And so let's go back and here's here's where he's talking about his knowledge of the NRA and who's really responsible here.
7: What Dana's trying to do, the mm-hmm. I believe she's the CEO of the NRA, she's trying to distract people. If you listen to her talk, she's She's not, a
8: national spokeswoman for the NRA.
7: Exactly. She's a national exactly. spokeswoman, she, and as such, she's a national propagandist for the NRA. If you listen to her speak, you, she just, she's not really saying anything. She's sounding positive mm. and confident, and that's what she wants the people in the NRA to believe. Huh, she that wants sounds familiar. in Congress to pass laws that help out with mental health mm. and things like that, and she says that she can't do that. Are you kidding me? You own these politicians. You've mm. passed legislation that enables these bum stocks, which, by the way, Aren't allowed at NRA shooting ranges because they're too dangerous. That's how bad they are. But continuing on with my point, she wants Congress to take action and says that they won't. Are you kidding me? She owns these congressmen. She can get them to do things. It's just she doesn't care about these children's lives.
1: Oh. Wow, well, that's a lot of knowledge for this kid. He knows he knows that Dana Lash owns Congress. Hmm. She's first of all, she's a CEO. Of the NRA. No, she's a spokesman. Exactly. That's what I was saying.
2: (laughs) Now, don't forget the funny line. He called her the national propagandist. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's
1: good stuff. And he's saying that she's talking a lot but not saying anything. Wow, does that sound like, I don't know, him. Uh, And, you know, they're in this arena now. and, And they are showing the fact that they don't know anything. They're proving that over and over. He just did. He just proved it. Uh, to to say even if Dana were the head of the or the CEO of the NRA, uh, the the NRA she she wouldn't own all the politicians in Washington. I mean, it's ludicrous to think that the NRA spends that kind of money. It's ludicrous. It's insanity then what is Tom Steyer? Tom Steyer must own every single Democrat because he gives a hell of a lot more money to these guys and these causes than the NRA does. So does George Soros. So do unions. You know, the biggest political contributor in virtually every election, unions. Unions own the Democratic Party. They can't cross the street without the okay of the unions. It's agonizing. This is unbelievable. So then, uh, this interview with David Hogg uh, continues, and uh, he admits essentially he doesn't know what he's talking about.
8: Are you concerned that you might actually lose support if you get too personal, too incendiary?
7: Well, she's already done that by attacking uh, Sheriff Scott Israel, who Obviously, there were some major mistakes made here and ones that we have right. to look into. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank and you. I don't want to say anything until after the investigation's done because I don't know what happened. Mm. I'm just a student that had to witness this horrifying incident. Oh, wait, what? But honestly, how can Hold you it. say that you what? support what? law enforcement if you're just constantly attacking them over this? How hypocritical and disgusting are you? These are the people that are trying to protect our lives. Did they make a mistake? Absolutely. Yeah, and they didn't protect something lives. We have to fix? Absolutely. But there's a much bigger problem in <laughs> Washington. What is it? It wasn't the NRA outside that building or inside that building.
1: The NRA wasn't there. They were nowhere near that place. You know who was there? The Broward County sheriffs, except they waited outside for it to end. I I mean, yes, I support law enforcement and police, absolutely. But when when they've screwed up, you're going to say it. I'm not going to pretend like nothing happened there. And as he mentioned, as he admitted, he's just a high school student. He doesn't know what happened. Yeah, okay, maybe you could apply that to this entire situation. You're a high school student. You don't know what you're talking about. You just admitted it. Now apply it to the rest of this discussion. You can, you can certainly sound off, but you're not going to set public policy. We've heard from you. We know where you stand. Okay, I get it. Let the adults handle it from here. How would that be? Wow, this is... Oof. (laughs) They're supposed to be protecting our lives. Uh, Yeah, they didn't do that. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, You say you are, but you're kind of contradicting yourself because, yes, they are supposed to protect your lives if they can. Actually, police are usually... Not there when the crime happens. They're kind of there after the fact a lot of times. In this particular case, they were there during it. And they, they didn't do anything about it. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Uh, if you're not properly maintaining your filters in your HVAC system, you're not breathing healthy air. Uh, you might find yourself with no heat and thousands of dollars worth of repairs Because it can really be hard on your system to have dirty filters. But there's something you can do about that. You can go to FilterBuy.com. This is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have all kinds of different filter sizes, over 600 of them. So they've got something to fit your unit. And if for some reason you've got some sort of specialty size, they can even custom make one for you. And they're all manufactured right here in america which i absolutely love merv options all the way up to hospital grade so you won't have to worry anymore about pollen and mold and dust and other allergy aggravating pollution in your house just being spread around your house by your by your system it'll be removed it'll be filtered out and right now save five percent when you set up auto delivery that way uh, you never have to think, well, when was the last time we've changed our filters? Because the filter arrives at your doorstep when it's time. It's all ship-free within 24 hours, and it's uh, so convenient. So save time and save money. Breathe better. Filterby.com. That's Filter, dot com. Filterby.com.
0: Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Wow, this uh, tipster who's apparently seems like maybe related uh, to the shooter and she called the authorities and this was a call to the FBI and uh, she initially spoke about her relationship with this guy and his Instagram account. And she says, she tells the FBI, he's only 18, but he's got the mental capacity of a 12 to 14 year old. His mother just passed away on the 1st of November. He's got Instagram accounts. He started off saying he wanted to kill himself. So what I did was call the Parkland police, which is where he lives, Parkland police department. And I spoke to an officer there. I didn't hear anything on that. You know, uh, I left my number gave them all the information I had and then just recently now he's switched switched it that he wants to kill people and then he put that on his instagram about 2 days later he took it off but if you go to his instagram pages you'll see all the guns he's so into isis and i'm am af- afraid this is i'm afraid something's going to happen because he doesn't have the mental capacity He's so outraged if someone talks to him about certain things. And he pulled a rifle on his mother before she had passed away because she wanted to get money. Uh, And then she says, on the whole, and another problem is that he's 18 and his mother's life insurance is coming in. And he's going to receive $25,000 from that. And then at 21, 24, and up to 30, he's receiving $25,000 a year every year. Uh, he, she explains that he's been able to take the money out and she says, I just know I have a clear conscience if he takes off and, and starts shooting places up because she reported it to the FBI. So whoever it was at the FBI said, okay. And, uh, did he say he would do that or he just wanted to ma'am? Uh, on the Instagram, he says, I want to kill people. Um, yeah, let me see. Uh, yes, I want to kill people, and um, I can give you the Instagram accounts. You can look them, and you'll see the pictures. So she does. Gives him the name. Gives him the Instagram account. Uh, so they obviously knew pretty much everything you could possibly want to know. In order to do something, to intervene in some way with uh, this sick per- kid, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, Dave in Ohio. You're on the Blaze. Hi.
8: How you doing, Pat? Good. Yeah, listening to, uh, I guess, Sheriff Israel and find out more about mm. this guy. This guy, I don't know if you have to worry about Sheriff. I think he should, he's probably going to run for Congress. He he would fit mm. in perfect. He's lies. He he takes no responsibility at all. I mean, 23 right. times in the the debate, I guess, whatever, or discussion in the town hall, he, he was telling Dan Lash, like, oh, bring up some ministers, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you had 23 of them you knew about, but... I'm surprised in the interview with Jake Chapper, he didn't accuse him of working for the NRA. I mean that would yeah. have been the next go to move for a good politician. I think you will this guy is that incompetent. He our government seems to fail upward. Why oh, you really messed this up. So we're going to promote you and put you in charge of this over here. It's <laughs> like this guy is incompetent. How I mean, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm it, it, it's it's and this guy is sitting there like like he had nothing. He's like he, he's kind of he has that attitude of like how dare you question me? I'm a I'm a sheriff. So man, I, 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 being mm-hmm. a sheriff, how'd you, how do how are you put in charge of being in, in charge of being sh- the sheriff? I mean, or in charge of anybody? And then right. it's just everything you're telling this guy. He just evades it, and he kind of got that smug look. Like, how dare you question me? I'm telling you, there's your next congressman in Florida, right there. In the in the in the progressives, you know, they backed him at the thing, and uh, let's see what the how they how they uh. I mean, if they're they, if you're going to see this guy being a spokesman more for him, oh, sure, Israel. Oh, what do you? I, I oh, it's just it gives me a headache.
1: I know. I but know. uh, thank
8: you very much. It's just I just oh, where's the duct tape? As Glenn used to put it, I know. To explode.
1: Have a good day. You too. It's frustrating. It it's uh, it's hard to believe that we're in this place. It's inconceivable, really. And, of course, I keep using that word. I don't think I know what it, it means, what I think it means. 888 thirty three ninety three. Also, Wolf Blitzer did a special on the shooting, and Kathy Liriano recalled the panic, panicked 911 calls that came into her dispatch center. Here's that.
4: Kathy Liriano also heard the horror firsthand, pouring in from panicked 911 calls, exploding into her dispatch center.
9: And I hear the commotion in the room, and through the phone, it echoed in the room with everyone picking it up, the gunshots.
4: After the gunfire, a woman's voice with the words Liriano will never forget.
9: She was a teacher, and she had told me, we have an active shooter at the school and i have students that have
1: been hit. Mm. Heart-wrenching. Uh, here's uh, David Hogg again on the sheriff that sheriff deputy that didn't enter the school. Again, this is all it's all on the NRA. It's all on the gun. None of this uh, none of the responsibility is anywhere else. And uh, we hear that again from David Hogg. He's talked about this
10: sheriff's deputy who was a school resource officer at your school. I wonder if you knew of him, interacted with him, I've and tried- what do you make of all this in light of what the president and others have said about what he did or didn't do on the day of that shooting.
7: Well, I've tried interviewing him before. He would never go on camera with our school news, but I have interviewed him before. He's a very conservative man, um, but he he just like every other police officer out there at heart is a good person. He didn't take action in this event, and I can't explain why, or or, I I just can't explain, there are no words to explain why he wouldn't take action to take out this individual. But I think it's a good example of how, if he didn't take action, and supposedly four others didn't, I mean, who does? Who wants to go down the barrel of an AR-15, even with a Glock? And I know that's what these police officers are supposed to do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they're people too. They need to worry about themselves as well as all the other students, and I don't think teachers need to have that responsibility either. Wow,
1: that's fascinating. <laughs> First of all, he doesn't know the shooter has an AR-15. But even if he does, the Glock will kill you just as dead as the AR-15 will. 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Sure, but if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, OJ Simpson would still be in the record books. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Huh. Mm-hmm.
2: Ifs and buts, that's a new one. Yeah. That's good. You should mm-hmm. write that down.
1: Yeah. Well, I did. And uh, and uh, it's, it's brilliant. Except for the fact that that's not the saying. And OJ Simpson is still in the record books. So now he slid down a little bit because others have passed him, but not it had nothing to do with ifs and buts not being candy and nuts. It had nothing to do with that. Had to do with others rushing for more yards than he did.
2: Oh. So you know, he's just sitting on that line waiting, dude. He's gonna ask me this question <laughs> and I'm gonna hit him with the ifs and buts. It's gonna be
1: right. Awesome. And that's gonna shut him down. That's gonna shut him down. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. Got this from Andy. One of the big takeaways from Tapper's interview with the sheriff is that he assumed his catchphrasing and virtual virtue signaling that received applause at the town hall would work as real answers again. Yeah. And and to his credit, Tapper didn't let him get away with it.
2: What does that mean? I love that.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, you know, 17 people were killed. What are you you doing using stupid phrases like that? Man. From Jeff Womack. Uh, The sheriff seems to be good about taking statements and interviewing, but not with action. Uh, Kaboom. The standard for amazing leadership is at an all-time low in Broward County. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lost libertarian? By helping people, you mean allowing them to break the law without any repercussions? Then, yeah, you're helping people. If by helping people, you mean that. Uh, That's like your dog crapping on the floor, and then you give him a treat. (laughs) Uh, From Mike Hermanet, I am not responsible for my deputies. Excuse me, Sheriff Israel, but you are the sheriff of Broward County. So if the sheriff of the county is not responsible for, what exactly is the sheriff of the county responsible
2: for? He's sheriffing.
1: He he's and he's doing a lot of sheriffing. There's a lot of stuff I've got to sheriff Homo, about. homicides
2: and like parking tickets. And stuff. I mean,
1: there's there's sheriffing stuff happening yeah, here. I right? know
2: that. You know, I don't know. So I don't have time to like, you know, not sleep for a week and study every aspect of this case. I'm going to wait until after the town hall. Then I'll catch up on the video.
1: I will say this: NRA, hmm? huh? Okay, now. Now what do you have to say? Put that in your proverbial yeah, pipe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about the NRA?
2: Yeah. You got me, Sheriff. Thanks. They
1: own the entire, and and their CEO, Dana, whatever her last name is, that Dana person, mm-hmm. uh, the Dana woman, yeah. I, I obviously doesn't love children, even though she's got some. Uh, and uh, she's the CEO of the NRA, and she owns everybody in Congress. She owns them. She bought
2: them and paid for them. Ifs and buts. Do ifs and buts here.
1: Well, if. It's ifs and buts were candy and nuts. Should I say the real slogan or
2: I mean, his? I mean, if you want to drop the mic, then do it right.
1: We'd all have a Merry Christmas. Bang. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. On, you, need a, okay? you need
2: a microphone to drop. <laughs>
1: uh, if ifs and buts yeah. were candy and nuts, Uh-oh. we'd all have a Merry Christmas.
2: Oh. oh, not on your computer, man. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Right, Jake.
1: Take that, put that in your pipe, and go ahead and smoke it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Amy in Ohio. Welcome to the Blaze.
11: Hi, Pat. Thanks for hey. taking my call. Uh-huh. How
1: are you? Good.
11: Uh, there was an important point that Jake Tapper could have made during his interview with Sheriff Israel that he failed to make. Okay. He should have told Sheriff Israel that they plump when you cook them. <laughs>
1: I'd forgotten about that one. That's pretty definitive. Yeah. He would have had nowhere to go yeah, after that. Is. They plump when nowhere you cook world. them, Sheriff. Okay. Uh, yep. Thank you. <laughs> that is a catchphrase and a slogan that we hadn't thought of. They plump when you I like that one. Yeah. I like they plump when you cook them. <laughs> good stuff. Jake. Uh, for Jeffy, he plumps before you cook him. So He just plumps. He's, he's got a leg up on ballpark Franks. Uh, Fred in Wyoming, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Pat. Keith. Hi. Hey, I
12: have a thought. Uh, The two Navy commanders that were in charge of the ships were the uh, same number of sailors were killed, 17. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are under charge for involuntary manslaughter. Those were the commanders of those men wow this clown gets on and says i'm not responsible for what my men do yeah why amazing why in god is the the police department not as accountable uh, for their commanders as the navy
1: it's a really good point appreciate it thanks fred um i i don't know the answer to that and of course the answer is actually he is he is responsible for the people under on his watch. Yeah, And especially when you're cl- when you're claiming amazing leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, what is your amazing leadership led to?
2: And he makes this point that like the president can't be responsible for a deserter, so I can't be responsible for uh, my deputy not going in. Uh, I just it's I, crazy. And wait, somebody just tweeted this. this is a great, and I and I looked this up um, to verify this. I don't know this guy, but um, look, it's some ancient guy. You know this guy? Look at this right here, Pat, right here on my screen. Mm-hmm. archilolus I mean, he's got some awesome old Greek name. So I verified this. This is a great, great quote. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Those huh.
1: Greeks, man. Yeah. They had some great... He should have used that after the ifs and buts line.
2: So ifs and buts, we don't Candy rise nuts with, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll try this from Archilocus. Oh, uh, there you go. Archaeologus. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. <laughs> Try that. Put that on your self. <laughs> that on yourself. <laughs> See if it fits. If, I but don't know if what do you, you wear though, if it's extra large. Do you quit then if it, medium. if it doesn't Yeah, you fit. do. You do. It doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. So if it doesn't fit, don't wear it. You, you know, get a I quit mean, it. we heard that from O.J. Simpson himself. Mm-hmm. Well, his lawyer. Johnny the glove Rogers. don't fit, uh, you must have quit. Triple eight nine hundred, thirty three ninety three. Kitty in Florida. You're on the blaze. Hi.
9: Holy cow, I'm so excited to be on air with you, Pat. We are Um, so
1: excited to have you on air with us.
9: It's a terrible thing to be excited over uh, the scenario here, but I Hmm. live in Pasco County in Florida, and I can't understand why they haven't taken that sheriff off to a rubber room somewhere I know. You know he's got a long forehead his ears are really down low i think he's been wearing a dunce cap you know for a long time but he's making a fool of all the sheriffs and we've got a, a strong sheriff department here in Pasco county i'm proud to say and this guy is making sheriffs look bad everywhere sure is. So i don't know why they just don't send him away plus this kid david hoggs you know, mm-hmm. when he was first on TV, when the sh- shooting had just happened, he looked like a kid, and he was upset, and, you know, he's supposed to be, and we all are, And but now he he's wearing a white shirt and tie, he's got a, a groomed junk up hair, Yeah. and he's babbling less stuff, and I'm thinking, they're grooming him, they sucked him up, they brainwashed him, and, you know, and he's out there spooting around stuff, and he's getting way more press than he ought to, but... I really wish they'd get that sheriff out of the picture. Me too. I, I, I don't know. I guess you uh, you elect them because somebody said he wanted to go to Congress, and you saw this as a stepping stone. Wow. And your earlier guy who said he'd fit in Congress really well was right on because, you know, he doesn't claim responsibility for anything. Mm-hmm. good 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 managers or owners of companies jump all over it hey it's my name out there it's my job to make sure this that and the other he should be claiming every bit of this and no question not, not no question now. <laughs>
1: thanks kitty appreciate it well a good example of that is uh um enron's uh what's his face uh who is the ceo at enron
2: can uh... can Mr. Wow. Mr. Wow. How quickly
1: we forget after uh, hold on. 17 years. I know.
2: Everyone's screaming at the radio right now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Enron guy. Ken, uh, Hang on. S- Kenneth Starr. No. No, no, not no,
1: no. no, it wasn't no, Kenneth Starr. Uh, uh, Ken and Barbie. No. Wait, I almost no, had it. It. him. Wasn't, wasn't that Ken either. Kenneth Lay. Kenneth Lay. Who's, we lost him, of course. But Ken Lay uh, claimed ignorance on that. That wasn't... And most people... Uh, said yeah he, he didn't know about this you know, it was some of the people lower down the rung who actually went to jail on this but everybody said hey you are the owner man you're the CEO of course it's your, it's your responsibility it's your leadership it's your job to know what's going on in your company did they not say that mm-hmm. did everybody certainly on the left not say that this guy was a good friend of George W. Bush how could he not have known what was going on in his, in his own company Uh, Well, okay, here's the sheriff of the county. How can he not know what's going on in his own department? How can he not be responsible for the way his deputies respond to a tragedy like this? Uh, Janine in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi.
9: Hi
11: Pat. Hi. Um, I was I was uh happened to see an article just now. First of all, let me let you know, um, here in Central Virginia, Tim Kaine's on a roll again. He decided he was gonna hold a round table, a round table at the Sun Trust Bank in downtown Richmond for all the Richmond, Virginia moms to let them know that they that we've failed our kids and the first thing we've got to do is confiscate the guns. Oh wow. yeah. Wow. Uh huh. So that was that was number one. The other thing is I'm looking at an article that where something happened over the weekend, a father in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. And mind you, this article is coming from a local network of CNN talking about killing his baby over losing a video game. Baby, Mm. baby uh, shaking baby syndrome. Now, where's the story there? I mean, he didn't have a gun. He's, but he killed, it, he killed the baby. Where is the story? Right. I mean, I'm sick and tired of this.
1: You and me both. And I think most Americans uh, were with you. Thanks, Janine. Appreciate it. Uh, and that's why the left are, are exploiting these kids from Parkland. That's why they're pushing them out there. Because uh, we'd go after them uh, with all the vigor possible. But they know that we can't attack these kids I think we got. We have to respond to what they're saying, but you can't attack the kids. Uh, and that's why. Uh, that's why it was such a no-win situation for Dana at that town hall last weekend. Last week, uh, Dana and and uh, Marco Rubio were both in a no-win situation. That was really, really difficult for them. Triple eight nine 93 More Pat Gray unleashed uh, coming up. You know, in all this gun talk. Um. My guess is the price of guns will probably skyrocket again, as will the price of ammunition. And what if I told you that there's a fantastic new product that allows you to practice your shooting privately and at home? And you don't need ammo. So you save that expense, and you save the expense of the range fees, and you save the hassle of driving to and from. Just utilizing your cell phone now. And using iTarget Pro's proprietary app, which uses a laser in place of the bullet, it detects exactly where your shots are landing. So you see it and hear it. It's so cool. Go to the letter I, then TargetPro.com, and watch the video. It's fantastic. You are going to love this system. Right now, you can also save 10% when you use the offer code PAT. P-A-T, just one T. I'm not like Glenn. I don't waste letters. For some reason, he uses two N's at the end of his name. It's just such a waste of an N. I don't waste T's. Letter economy. One T. P-A-T. When you purchase the iTarget Pro system, you'll save that 10% when you use the offer code pad. Now, competitive shooters do this all the time. They do this kind of stuff, and they dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. Why? Because it's really handy. You improve your skills, and uh, you save money, so you don't have to buy all that ammo. So save your money, save time, and take your skill to the next level. Safely, effectively, and in a really fun way. It's the iTargetPro.com system. iTargetPro.com offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat_Unleashed And send him
4: your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network.
0: Ray is here.
1: Uh, here is uh, Sheriff Israel from just this morning deflecting any sort of responsibility from him at all. Again, he just, look, he gives these deputies the gun, gives them the yeah. badge, okay. sends them on their way. All right. They do what they do. Here it is.
5: As I said, I'm, I'm the sheriff, my name's on the door. The people responsible are the ones who took the calls and didn't follow up on them, as it was with the FBI, uh, as it was with with any with any person. Leaders mm-hmm. cannot. Leaders are responsible for the agency, but leaders are not expo- are responsible for a person. Uh, I gave him a gun. I gave him a badge. Mm-hmm. I gave him the training. Right. If he didn't have the heart to go in, that's not my responsibility.
1: Well, kind of is over there, because maybe you should notice that. Uh, flaw in him as the leader. over the, And by the way, why are you putting R's where they don't belong and right. eliminating them where they do? Mm-hmm. Leader. And it's not SAR. It's saw and leader. I just, you know, that's for future reference there. I'm guessing this guy's not from Florida.
2: Uh, you know, I'm just oh, that's sensing. Not a, wait, me that's not didn't, a Florida accent?
1: Not and not originally from Florida How would be my, not a Florida? my guess. I could be completely
2: wrong. I thought that was. Yeah, I just no. never even thought of that. Hmm. So
1: I give him the badge, I give them the gun, and then I send them on their way over there. If they don't have the heart, what am I going to do about you it? You got
2: to hit your chest when what you What am I going to
1: do about it? It
2: emphasizes when you say heart, because that's what he did. The heart. Oh, they don't boy,
1: have the heart? Hot. There's no R in heart. Yeah. Except well, he is, had to use He had to, to take,
2: the, take the yeah. R from heart so take he could use it at the end of law.
1: That's right. And I, I don't, I don't know why you do that because it's just a thing.
2: Yeah, sorry. It's, right. it's like okay. that's the Florida accent mm-hmm. that you were referring to earlier, <laughs> right?
1: Right, right. <laughs> <Okay. sighs> and it's it's gotten so ridiculous in our society that uh, st- uh, students at the Oberlin High School in Oberlin, Louisiana, caused an uproar when they spread rumors about a kid who joked about a square root symbol mm. looking like a gun. Sure. A joke quickly became a tall tale that claimed this kid planned to attack the school with guns and bombs. The Allen Parish uh, Sheriff's Office responded to a call uh, from, I guess, a local radio or TV station saying they had received an anonymous tip claiming there was going to be a major shooting involving the jokester. And this all started again with the kid saying, wow, that square root symbol looks like a gun.
2: (laughs) Look, look, we we can't laugh this, is, this off because this mm-hmm. is the same educational mindset that that gets a kid suspension for chewing a pop tart in the shape of a gun.
1: Yeah, that we we've had that. We've also <laughs> had six six-year-olds who've done their fingers in the shape of a gun. Whoa. And said bang and and they've been suspended. Oh my gosh.
2: I'm being suspended. triggered right now. I'm being triggered. The blaze oh, TV. I just com? Oh my gosh. Yes. I hope you blurred out. No. No. The
1: image of my finger in the shape of a gun. Well, yeah. All they oh, did was right they, now. All they
2: did was cover it up with a square root sign. I can't take this. I'm threatened. Look at that. Look at that.
1: If that's not violent rhetoric, right there, I, I don't know what is.
2: But how many? How many know bullets is. can you put in the chamber of a square root symbol? Eighty. And there's no reason for that. And hey, you don't you need, don't need more than, you don't need eighty. What do you need? One.
1: You don't need eighty bullets in a square root sign. You don't need that. How many do you need? I'm going to say no more than four. So the
2: square root of sixteen.
1: Mm. Yeah. Is what you need? The square root of 16. Exactly right. It's too much for the square root of 144 because that would be 12.
2: Yeah, that's overkill.
1: And that's, that's too many. You don't need – who needs 12 bullets?
2: Have you ever – If you're that bad of shot, you shouldn't be shooting. Sure, sure. Okay? Have you ever taken a square root symbol mm-hmm. hunting? Oh, oh, all the time.
1: Used to do it all the time.
2: I mean, because that's all you need it for, right? My
1: dad bought me my first square root symbol uh, when I was – I think I was 10. Oh, that's irresponsible.
2: Well, I mean, he just handed it to me.
1: It you? was Montana. Well, he showed me how to use the square root symbol first. You know, obviously. Did
2: you go like to the square root symbol range? Did you have a square root symbol rack in your truck?
1: Yeah, yeah. We, of course, right everybody in Montana does. Everybody. So that's ridiculous. Does, does, I,
2: does I Target Pro make a little uh, proprietary device so that you can uh, practice
1: with your square root symbol? Your square root I don't know. We'll have room. to ask him next time we talk to him. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393. Also, I love all these cowardly companies jumping uh, ship Ugh. on the NRA because it's, of course, the fault of the NRA. Several companies have cut ties to the National Rifle Association because customers and consumers uh, are voicing outrage on social media. Uh, how many members of the NRA are there? Oh, that's right, 5 million. And you're ignoring all of those people? Chubb, MetLife, Semantic Corporation, Enterprise Holdings, which owns Enterprise, Alamo, and National Rental Car Chains, Delta Airlines, uh, United, all have pulled out of partnerships with the NRA now. Because they got some flack from these, what, 16-year-old kids? Really? Ah, oh, that's... Yeah, it's interesting that the Rental Car Agency is listening to these 16-year-old kids when these 16-year-old kids can't even rent their cars until they're 25. <laughs> Are you really being scared off by non-customers? Is that really what's happening with Enterprise rent-a-car? How is it that they cave this quickly? Do you not understand that a few tweets or... Uh, Facebook postings, that represents such a small number of people. When you're dealing with the NRA who has 5 million members, not to mention the fact that virtually everybody who is supportive of the Second Amendment also recognizes that the NRA is not the bad guy here. That's most Americans. And so you're going to pull all your support and all your partnerships with the NRA over these 16-year-old kids. Come on now. What a bunch of cowards. One of the first companies to sever ties was First National Bank of Omaha, largest privately owned bank in the U.S. Uh, they said they won't renew their contract with the NRA for a co-branded credit card. The official credit card of the NRA. The NRA Visa card offered $40 cashback bonuses. I mean, there's a lot of benefits when you become a member, and, and these are the companies that participate with them, and now they've all pulled out. Uh I love I love the attitude of uh Wayne Lapierre the the actual head of the NRA not Dana Lash. Oh
2: well, I thought Dana Lash was the CEO. I know.
1: I know He's that's not. what I'd heard too, but
2: okay.
1: He railed against these elites for renewing calls on gun ownership limits. He said uh as usual the opportunists wasted not one second to exploit tragedy for political gain. He's kind of defiantly saying, "Go ahead. Leave. We'll replace you." I sh- I hope he can and I hope he can do it very quickly. It's just pathetic how quickly and how how predictable this is. Every single time something like this happens and you start getting all these uh, tweets about a situation, you've got companies jumping ship. Why do you not understand? Wait 15 minutes, it's going to be over for one thing. Uh, and for another thing... How many tweets does this represent? How many people does it represent? Not as many people as are in favor of the NRA and the Second Amendment. I'll tell you that. This is so short-sighted and so nonsensical for these companies to just jump out at this point. And if I were the NRA and they come crawling back next year when all of this is settled down, I'd tell them no. Nope. Uh, No interest in dealing with amazon no interest in dealing with fedex we've moved on thank you good night uh sorry first national bank of omaha Bye bye uh we're done with that i remember when this happened to rush and all the companies came crawling back (laughs) and to his credit he said no nope uh you had your chance and you bailed on me
2: either that or the rate just went up yeah astronomically you want to pay five times the rate
1: good luck with that then maybe you can come back on otherwise forget it forget it i mean do, does anybody you remember the the panic over everybody's got to jump out of north carolina no events can happen in north carolina anymore because of the bathroom bill nobody even talks about that anymore that's nobody even understands or or thinks about that or remembers that and now nobody's talking about boycotting North Carolina it's over give it 15 20 minutes good heavens such unbelievable cowardice AAA thirty three ninety three. get to your calls coming up here in a sec
0: gray only on the blaze radio network Ray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
11: Uh, uh,
1: ah, oh. Time for Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. How the world are you, Mr. Oh, Gray? Perfect.
11: Happy
13: Monday. Thank you. It's good to see you. Yeah, back at you. So I noticed that uh, you were talking and playing a little bit of the David Hogg. Uh, he was everywhere this, this weekend. He's been everywhere since mm-hmm. the shooting. Yes. Uh, and I think that uh, last week you were questioning mm-hmm. where uh, you know. Hey, you're just a teenage kid. You're just 17. Mm-hmm. You know what? Who do you think you are telling me? Mm-hmm. You know, well, uh, in one of the interviews uh, that he was on uh, the Sunday, I believe it was the Dan Rather interview. As a matter of fact, and, uh, he was asked, uh, you know, where he where gets he gets his, his expertise and uh, his knowledge mm-hmm. and expertise, and right. and he was. I mean, I you know, Pretty you're gonna clear. be you're gonna be. Am I gonna be ashamed? <laughs> You're gonna to want to say I'm gonna be hey, ashamed that I questioned him. David
1: Hogwash. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. That's what you're gonna want to be. Should not have questioned
7: right. your incredible knowledge. All right. And
8: where does the information come from when you talk about this?
7: My previous research in speech and debate, through learning about universal background checks, having to argue on both sides. I agree that the Second Amendment is important, <laughs> but, but I uh, think we should have limitations on it in the same way that we have limitations on the First Amendment. For example, I'm so. For example, old. yeah. For example, oh. uh, that's it. Uh, so oh. there you go. Uh, From so, his high
1: school debate class and speech and speech and
13: doing a research. I don't necessarily know that he's actually on mm. uh-huh. the uh, debate and speech club, but he was doing research for them. Is extensive research. That's that in
2: your pipe. Terrific. Yeah.
13: And then we heard in the other uh, clip that you aired earlier, which uh, I have someone looking.
1: Uh, I love doing that. some research he, right he, now. He's determined through his extensive research too that the Second Amendment is important. But- Correct. Right, but, of course, we but, need limits on it. That's like, right. like the First Amendment. Of course, except for the fact that it says shall not be infringed. And you can make an
13: argument. Uh, so, we've we've talked, we've made an argument about that First Amendment too. That whole yelling fire in a the theater. Remember no, it's when wolf, we were making? You can't yell. I, I was just gonna, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> just going us. with Nancy Pelosi. With yeah, you, you can't, can't yell that. Wolf. So and then, yeah, we have that. But you could make that argument too. That maybe we don't really have any. Uh, infringements on that one there either there, David. right. but on the right. earlier clip that you played with Hogg, he mentioned about uh, he had interviewed the security guy on the on the school newscast. Oh yeah, I yeah. have someone uh, right now as we speak looking for uh, some of those school newscasts because oh, do I want to see those? oh, yeah, that would be great. I want to see the David Hogg school newscast.
1: real tape be uh, mm. be, be be nice. yeah uh, would let's see what uh, just what David was doing for parkland. In the meantime, um, here's the here's the restriction on the First Amendment that you can't forget about.
9: Because the Constitution does not say that a person can shout, yell wolf in a crowded theater. Thank you. No. It you're does. You are endangering yeah. mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're you you do not have a constitutional right to do that.
1: Remember when it says there is the "don't shout wolf" clause mm-hmm. to the Constitution. Yes, there is. And so yes, it's is. it's uh yeah. I think it's one, Amendment One A. <laughs> 1A, paragraph 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it's Franklin, that's in there. Franklin you shall that. not yell wolf in a crowded theater. They meant like a play theater or whatever, but you can apply that, I think, now to movie theaters. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well.
2: that. I mean, the founders, I mean, they couldn't have envisioned They couldn't movies? have envisioned
1: movie theaters. So maybe so. they were
2: just talking about...
1: <laughs> it's kind maybe. of a good point. Yeah, it is. It's a great point. It's one that's always made by the left. I noticed
13: mm-hmm. you talked earlier a little bit about the Olympics, and uh, I know Keith has it up mm-hmm. here on the Wheaties Box, but you didn't talk about the men's curling uh, Olympic gold.
2: Yeah, we did. Oh, did I it, right at right, right, right right of the, the
1: top, I said they were America's <laughs> sweethearts. Well, but you didn't give them enough
2: love. Right, I mean, well, that's true.
13: You didn't give. That's you, true. I, I feel like you weren't. Uh, you didn't no, care I'm, enough about. I'm the all curling. in on that. I know you were badmouthed in the curling, making fun mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. in the
1: past. Mm-hmm.
13: That's um, not a sport. And now I
1: said from now, the beginning, if they win, if they win the gold, I'm all in <laughs> on American sweethearts. Like,
13: is that what you said from yep. the very beginning? Is there, from the beginning. Is there a no, digital no. recording of that? Because I yeah. don't think I ever If the
2: beginning that. is Friday, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I also, mean, I love the fact that Mr.
13: Mr. T is is uh, calling shout-outs he and calling them. He yeah. called them before the match. No, and before that, he even mm-hmm. jumped up and did a quick interview with Time. How's Mr. T? Do you have the phone number to Time? time magazine Do you, I? yeah no. it said i love this it says uh you was know, a Twitter twittering curling fan mr t jumped off his couch and i don't like to get off my couch mr t tells time at 2 30 a.m telephone interview i mean if you're if you're Pat, let's say you're excited about something mm-hmm. it's 2 30 the curling team just won mm-hmm. you're excited mm. you get on your cell phone and you call time magazine <laughs> Yeah, they're. Do you have that number
1: stored in the phone? Well, it's stored. I just pushed six. I think.
2: <laughs> Can they six? afford the phone bill still? Over time? Right. <laughs> that's I mean, that's,
1: that's, that's come on now.
13: Mm-hmm. Who does that? It's impressive. That is. Well, that's he's Mister T. Yeah. T. That's Mister T. I did love the curling though. Those guys, you know, the guy there's the one guy is a, a corrosion engineer, a bartender. One guy looks works at Dick Sporting Goods. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the American dream, right? I mean, oh, it like totally was. Guys yeah. looking at curling going. We, we, can can do do that. That. Yeah. we can do that. We can do that. We can do that. that well, was the, absolutely. the one guy was the Olympian guy. the The head guy was, you know, former Schuster was. Yeah, he, uh, was, he lost the the last couple Olympics. Well, they, it was really yeah, which is,
1: and he wasn't even invited to yeah, participate didn't this mind. time. So they made so him just, lose
13: weight and and work out. He just out a little put bit. his own team of yeah, his beer together. buddies. He and just said, fine, we're going to do, put my beer buddies together and we're going to do gonna this. We're going to win it.
2: Just, we have to win our way to I mean, the that's Olympics. That's fantastic.
1: And they won their way in through uh, tournaments.
2: Where's the movie? Right? That's fan- it, yeah. Oh, it'll
1: be there. Where's the movie? It'll be there. No problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fantastic. I'll watch it.
2: Heck yeah. America's Mr. Sweetheart. T needs the money. I so. seriously want my Wheaties box. I want to thank this the Larky Farkin right uh, on Twitter. Larky Farkin made me this thing at my request here, this little new uh, meme with the team on the Wheaties box. Mm-hmm. I want the actual Wheaties box to happen.
13: And these guys are so cool, and they're they're the American story, and they win the gold. And then we have a guy like Gus Kenworthy, uh, the skier, one of the uh, out gay Olympians. Mm. Who, by that, the way,
1: didn't medal.
13: Uh, no, by the way, I, so, so I don't hear at from you. at least 12th. I don't want to hear right? from you. And it was, you know, so proud of all these uh-huh. of all these people. Everybody here has worked so hard to make it to the. This is going on during the closing ceremonies, by the way. Uh, hard to make the Olympics and have an opportunity to walk in the closing ceremony. Well, everyone except Ivanka. Honestly, TF is she doing here?
2: Just get uh, over yourself. Well, there's some
13: great comments from people who who are commenting on that, which we will mm-hmm. get to. But then right after that, he he tweets some more. Two weeks ago, at opening ceremonies, we met and a friendship began. Today, at closing ceremonies, it ends. At a, he's talking to uh, our our boy Ripon. Adam Ripon, yeah. Uh, please stop calling me. You're honestly starting to get the clingy, and I can't anymore. So this little ha 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 gay uh, gay joke of uh, couples, leave me alone. Uh, he mm. placed twelfth in the slope, and I love the uh,
2: what's his cat's name? I forget.
13: Uh, Kenworthy? Kenworthy. Kenworthy. Yeah, you know what
2: Ivanka was doing there? She was watching the men's curling team win gold. She wasn't watching you win anything, brother.
13: Two of of my favorite tweets were, did you finish last or in the bottom half of most of our ski competitions? (laughs) Perhaps you should practice more on making yourself better and leave the political commentary to the experts. Thank you. Given your dreadful performance, this is a at Darren Hunter one, given your dreadful performance, the real question, sir, is what TF were you doing there? (laughs) I yeah. love that. But Ivanka actually had a picture, which I thought was great, from a real Olympian. Uh, she uh, had a picture taken with Lauren Gibbs, uh, the silver medalist, uh, who uh, from the bobsled team, I believe. Uh, Ivanka and uh, Sarah Huckabee had a picture with her. But her tweet with their picture uh, with Sarah Huckabee and Ivanka. Uh, it's important to remember that we don't have to agree on everything to get along to be civil each to be civil to each other and enjoy each other's company. Wow, America. Uh, maybe we're here for America, here mm-hmm. for the Olympics. Thank you. This is where we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? And we're not here to worry about uh, uh, how good the cheerleaders look from North Korea. <laughs> so bad. So mm. Hey, you know, during the Olympics, did you see the guy that, um, speaking of the, of the cheerleaders, did you see the guy that showed up to the Olympics that looked like Kim Jong-un, <laughs> but he was no. from Australia? Mm-mm. I mean, it is frightening how much he looks like Kim Jong-un. No, really? He look. I mean, he shows up, and they don't know what to do with him. I mean, they're like, because he's you know he's pretending like what? I'm just <laughs> I'm just here. Is he the guy walking around with the
2: Trump looking like
13: too? I'm just here. Well, he, yeah, they showed up together the first time, <laughs> but then the next time he just showed up and he's what? I'm just here, trying to watch the Olympics. I'm not doing anything wrong. I love it. But really, uh, the way some of the North Korean, you know, he walks by their their stands and where they're sitting and stuff, and they don't know how to act because mm-hmm. either he is Kim and they're about to get whacked right or if and then they find out that he isn't they got to make sure that they didn't smile or laugh or Mm -hmm. joke around i mean it's a big deal yeah it's It's uh, a real big deal in a bad position it sure does i mean i get the joke Mm -hmm. and it's funny and you know, it's kind of cool that he looks just like him, and I mean, he dressed he dressed just like him. It wasn't that he mm. showed up in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt, and somebody went, "Oh, look, at he looks like Kim Jong." I mean, he had the jacket, the s- ever, so he all was of definitely it. trying to. Yes, mm. but he, I'm just here to watch. And he, but he speaks with this Australian accent. It's really weird to see him talk on the video. Mm. But he's oh, I'm he's making me late for my for my my, my match. What are you doing? Because they're they don't know. I mean, the the police don't know what to do with them. They take them off, off into a back room for a little while. I mean, you got to let them go in the end, but, I mean, they don't know what to do with them. Really weird. Really yeah, weird. Yeah, very. Now, let me tell you a happy story about a couple in British Columbia that got together, and they went to the shelter, and they went ahead and <laughs> oh, no. adopted Molly, the Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. They loved Molly, the, the pot belly pig. And they said, "Yes, we'll sign the papers, and we'll we'll take care of Molly." <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the, my gosh, there's Molly right there mm-hmm. as is a ta- it? recording of Molly. Um, you might want to make a long cry because uh, this family uh, went ahead and slaughtered Molly. And oh no! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The SPCA of British Columbia is not happy. They are not happy at all. They learned about it on social media. Hey, we oh boy. we got rid of Molly. We really sad, <laughs> and they're pissed. They're like, these people can't. They're not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to adopt any more animals. Oh. I know, and they and the police are like, um, yeah, you know, they killed the pig humanely. And it was their pig. Um, they get to do what they want with it. <laughs> Except they did sign the papers from the uh, from the SPCA saying they wouldn't harm the animal. Well, they're saying that that's not against the law. But I, oh. I don't know. you know I mean mm. look, it's a pig, right? So <laughs> the police are like, yeah. Look, they killed their own pig, it was fine. It wasn't hanging in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they slaughtered it and ate it. They get to do that. But if you adopt an animal and you do sign the
1: papers, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, it's not very cool.
2: Kinda, right. I mean it's you probably new, can
1: but should you? A new yeah. law
2: is coming, you know it. Of course. Oh, good.
1: And, you know, on behalf of the potbelly pigs,
13: I'd like to say thank you. I'm sorry? Uh, I said on behalf of the potbelly pigs, I'd like to say thank you. He's
14: embracing it.
13: Um, I know. Well, yeah. you Look should. This. Because, <laughs> thank you. I mean, potbelly pigs' mm. lives matter, too. Okay. <laughs> Except they don't, but okay. But how did Molly <laughs> taste? How did
2: Molly taste? I they, Molly tasted fine. Pretty thank good, you. Huh? Yeah. Okay. All
13: right. Hopefully, they didn't put any of that bougie glaze sauce on it, though. Take care. <laughs> uh, in other animal news oh good uh a man accused of riding a horse we've heard uh, people getting uh, duis for lawnmowers mm-hmm. which is kind of i can you know i can kind of see it um bicycles we've heard of bicycles got a man in california accused of dui of riding his horse so he's out riding the horse now you'd think well it probably would be okay to be drunk and ride your horse around except you probably shouldn't ride it on the freeway Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of an issue. Well, I mean, that's yeah. the fastest route, point A to
2: point B. I mean, what do you want him to do, man? Take the back double, roads?
13: double the legal limit, uh, <laughs> riding the horse. So he's uh, he's in jail with uh, five thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> bail. Uh, yeah, you're not getting out of here. You're, hmm. you're, you're horse drunk. Your horse, you're drunk riding. Drunk right? riding. Drunk riding. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. That's a thing, huh? I
13: Apparently, that's so. You can have a DUI. We've heard bicycles. I mean, I, boats. I, I, but see, the boats and the cars and the lawnmowers, I kind of get. Those yeah. are motorized you vehicles. You don't really get the horse or a bike. Yeah. I, I don't What, either. You get, I what guess, kind of harm are you going to do with that? I mean, the point that? of you taking the bike in my world would be, hey, I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I do not want to drive.
1: Right? That, right? Yes. yes. But then you still. Would you rather have them on a bike or in a car? I'd rather have them in a bike, on a bike. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you, some places sure. you're not supposed to ride the bikes on the sidewalks. The sidewalks are just for people. Yeah. The bicyclists get the road, too. You have to share the road. Did you see the story over the weekend uh, about the trans team that won the Texas, the, oh, the girls okay. Texas uh, wrestling that's, state that's championship? Funny you say
13: that. I was just going to give uh, her, her or him, well,
1: him. Congratulations. <laughs> she wants to be called he, so
13: okay. Well, she's she's getting there, right? right? I mean, that's she's, she's transitioning not there yet.
1: Wait, she's because trans- she, she is not competing. there. She still has female parts, and that's why. First of all, in Texas. It is a UIL rule. That's the governing body of Texas right. high school sports. you got to wrestle with your gender. You have to wrestle in the gender that you were born with. On your birth certificate. And they said something pretty logical. They said, look, we're not in the business of figuring out people's gender. We're right. not going to do that. So bring us your birth certificate. That's that. And you want to wrestle, you want to participate in sports, that's the one you're going to be. Yeah. Now she is transitioning to a heel. To a male. Right. But she is not yet. But I will tell you something. When you see the photos, you would think that's a guy,
13: right? Well, it, you know, between and they said they uh, remember when we first started hearing about this was the was because of the testosterone, yeah. and the drugs. And it that was she last was, year when she, she won taking. the
1: state championship. Well, as for a the first time, yeah. I mean, this is thirty-two and zero, baby. Well, she was nobody's beaten. She was. Uh, uh, let me see here. Hang yeah. on. Hang on one second because I actually have. She was, I believe, okay, thirty-six and zero last year, state champion. 56 and 0 this year nice or it was exactly either the way, other whatever, way it doesn't around matter, whatever. 56 and but 0 she, as a she's junior undefeated. 36 and 0 this year
2: which is unbeaten
1: the last right. two years and won the state championship both times and uh the person that she wrestled in the semifinals was 52 and 0 <laughs> and this person beat them 12 to 2 in the, in the yeah. semifinals. So, I mean, it's not even close, and these girls are pissed. Okay, well. They're tired uh, of it. I
13: want you to know that his mother, Angela, yeah, Angela McNew. Yeah, uh, I know what she's, this he is He has great so much stuff. respect for all the girls he wrestles. Course he, of course he oh, does. Almost for all the girls he wrestles. Uh-huh. Uh, people think Mac has been beating up on these girls he wrestles with. They're tough.
1: <laughs> he has more to do with skill and discipline than strength. I does will say it? this. He, wa- he says, and I believe him. He says he wanted to wrestle with the boys. They and, attempted to, right? That was what started the whole hoopla. Wouldn't let him. Right. Wouldn't let him. He said, nope, you're a girl. Your gender is a, a girl. You're right. going to wrestle girls. If you want to wrestle, you got to wrestle girls. So he girls. dominated them, and okay. they think it's because the testosterone injections okay, he well, gets every week, and it could be. I, yeah. So I mean, she's okay. much stronger than the other girls because of the steroids she's taking. No, now, she's no, taking them legally.
13: But you're saying, right, which which, she's take, which is prescription yeah through the doctor medically prescribed which you know gets her out of uh, him out of the way of the the drug issue with the wrestling association right but you know you say that the drugs that he she is taking you know makes her stronger stuff but that would lead someone to believe that men are different than women
2: Whoa. And, whoa i, <laughs> I mean you
13: can go out on a limb if you want a uh, pat gray but <laughs> i'm not you're not okay? going to Okay. Uh, all right i I, all right. I talked about it a little bit this morning with doc thompson uh-huh. and I, I i want to change my view all right this okay. morning i said men were different than women and, and did you, I, you get slapped down for and them? i'm not i'm not doing that again well okay, i will so say this
1: if you want if you, <laughs> if you want to jump out there you go right ahead i okay? will s- let me just say this <laughs> uh This person's name is Mac Beggs. Uh, Started out McKenzie Beggs. Now just Mac. Right. Mac says that he's received an offer from a small college to come wrestle, and they'll let him try out for the men. Uh Even Mac has said, I'll have to redshirt a year and then probably hold out another year as I become strong enough and have good enough technique <laughs> to take on the boys. Right. Uh,
2: huh.
1: That would lead you to believe that men are, and boys are a little different than oh girls. Oh, my gosh.
13: I hope. That
1: would lead you to believe that at least Mac thinks so, okay? Well, Mac's Mac allowed to think so. knows that Mac is not ready to wrestle boys.
13: I hope we still have a dump button on this network. <laughs> <I'm telling laughs> that, cause I don't want
1: to. All right. Uh, thank you. Because the conscious... that's not... Oh, can't cry wolf is what that is. Reminding people. Forgot I went to that (laughs) We're trying to do this. All right, that's uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Uh, Let me tell you about a uh, new weight loss product that's uh, quickly becoming a big part of the Blaze family. Obviously, we all know diet and exercise. Really? That's the the trick? I don't (laughs) want to hear it, but it's true. Uh, They're the basic formula for weight loss. But if you want an extra boost in your plan to be healthier, then this supplement, Riduzone, could really help you out. It's helped a lot of people in this building. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement to support healthy weight, and it can be a part of a concerted effort to uh, lose weight and, and then just increase your metabolism. Riduzone was launched by a local company, that took the good stuff in olive oil and they created a patented product containing the OEA that they extracted from the olive oil. And that's been shown to boost metabolism and it reduces your appetite too. Um, With proper nutrition and exercise, ReduZone will help you lose weight. And maybe even more importantly, it helps you keep the weight off. That's really the tough part. Now, if you watch the news and why it matters on this network, then you know that Sarah in our office has lost over 100 pounds. It's hard to believe to look at her now that she was 100 pounds heavier. It's, it's impossible to believe that. Um, but she says she struggles with cravings every day, but she's taking RidUzone. And it makes it a lot easier to control her appetite. So if you don't want to think about food all the time and you want something to help you out in your plan to lose weight and just feel better, go to RidUzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's Riduzone, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, riduzone.com.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93.
1: 888-933-93. Uh, Jeffy says he's got an update on uh, a couple things. on Las Vegas. One of the
13: things that uh, is, uh, you know, we're so big and heavy on the Parkland shooting uh, that happened, which was horrible. Um, we've just seemed to f- almost forgotten Las Vegas happened. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, a Southern California attorney filed a class action suit uh, today uh, against the concert attack. Uh, lawyer Mark Robinson says concertgoers are owed a refund for the music festival. That ended in the Las Vegas shooting, oh, and, man. and so they're looking to get their money back from the festival, which was you know two hundred fifty to fifteen hundred bucks for the tickets. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of money. Uh, good luck, good luck. But it's still mm-hmm. horrific that we're still. It's almost like we don't care about that Las Vegas shooting anymore. It's really strange. Very. I just don't understand it. Also, I'd like a quick tease: the Talking Walking Dead uh, later on this afternoon will be uh, up for you to download. Because uh, we had uh, Walking Dead uh, mid season premiere, plug uh, all of a sudden. I just want to mention. Blue? just want mention. You know, but, look, it was the mid season uh-huh. uh, premiere last night, mm-hmm. uh, so Walking Dead, and dead. that means that uh, you'll get the uh, mid season uh, premiere recap on Talking Walking Dead a little bit later this huh. afternoon with myself. And wow, that's very, Jason Buttrill. Very exciting. Nice. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> you are welcome. I mean. If you'd like me, I'll send really you excited. I'll send you the download link. Well you, you? you send it to me. Could you And you could listen to it tonight. I try you know. Be we awesome. try to keep it right around you know, twenty thirty. Was it minutes.
14: good? Give me a little
13: preview. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean it was all about Carl dying, you know. So And he's really so, gone? Yeah. He's really out Well- really dead. Yes, he is. I don't know if there's any way you can get around that. I mean he ended I up. I
1: mean there. they they're that's so what we weird. thought originally with Glenn, and he came show. back. I know, but this is Glenn in the Walking
13: Dead. Is, okay, is
1: anybody
2: ever dead? I mean, zombie they're zombies. Show. They're not well, dead.
13: It, it's really not a watch zombie the show anymore. Okay? But not? watch the show. I'm
2: trying to make Carl come back somehow.
13: But I don't think I, I think Carl's gone now for sure. No, Couldn't no be way a could come featured
2: back. Walker. Couldn't
1: no. he be that. No, no because Carl, he ended. You know,
13: he was shot in the head. Oh, was he at the end? At the end, you know, he he ended it in the head. So once that happens, you're done. That's the. You'd right. watch the show, maybe you'd know I that. I care to watch. <laughs> zombie? zombie zombies
2: walking around, eating brains and whatnot. I don't <laughs> care about
1: that? Thank you, Jeffy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network
1: uh, the governor of Florida Rick Scott just said teachers should teach not pack guns so wait a minute yeah if you take a gun to school yes you can't then teach correct. as well correct it's like you you just concentrate yeah. you look at the gun all day yeah. that you brought to school and you put you put it on the desk and you just stare at it
2: have you been able to ever walk and chew gum at the same time?
1: I yeah, I have.
2: What? You oh well, <laughs> I do it excuse a lot. us. I Mr. chew a lot
1: of gum. I'm pretty Talent. coordinated. Pretty coordinated. Okay. So if you bring if a teacher brings a gun to school. They forget how to teach. They completely it just vanishes out of their yeah. head. Yeah, you can't have mm. them both. Wow. Teachers should teach, not bring guns to school.
2: Okay. Huh.
1: They're mutually exclusive. Yes. Either teach or or you bring a gun,
2: or we just hire um, veterans to stand there next to the teachers while they teach, and we could just okay, take, right? Take care of that,
1: right, right, right. I don't know. Uh, the left side of this argument is so unbelievably asinine. Yeah, that you. I mean, you can't even believe it's coming out of the the mouths of adults. <laughs> Rick Scott is supposed to be a Republican. What has happened to Republicans? That's uh, it's, it's insanity. A uh, teacher should f- teach, not pack guns. Wait, why can't you do both? And th- and if you're a, a reporter and he says that to you, you can't follow up with that? <laughs> Excuse me, Governor Scott, can't you do both? Uh, <laughs> I mean I don't understand. It's the gun is just tucked away somewhere. It's not even an issue until such time as the shooter comes into the into the school. you just teach the rest of the time, that's what you do. you teach. And the gun is only a concern if somebody else brings a gun in that isn't supposed to have one. Uh, wow. Uh, this is just the most bizarre discussion. Um, and that's why this one is so different. The bizarre points are all being listened to and all being considered. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Teachers should teach, not not pack a gun. Yeah, because they can't do them both. You know, you can't bring a gun in and teach.
2: That I can't mean, happen. Pick one. <laughs> <It's>
1: so <laughs> stupid. Uh, you know what I liked, though, over the weekend at the CPAC uh, wrap-up? Was the speaker, well, I like some of what she said, Mona Charon of the National Review called out CPAC in a pretty strong way. Uh, it was is interesting. Uh, part of what she said, I, I agreed with a great deal. Part of which I, I didn't. Was-
15: I'm disappointed in people on our side, okay, for being hypocrites about uh, sexual harassers and abusers of women, mm-hmm. who are in our party, who are sitting in the White House, who brag about their extramarital affairs, who brag about mistreating mm. women, and. Because he happens to have an R after his name, we we look the other way. We don't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is a party that was ready to um, endorse the Republican Party endorsed Roy Moore uh, for the Senate in yeah, the ac- state of Alabama, even he though accused. he was a credibly accused child molester. You cannot wow. Wow. claim that you no. stand for women. That's not true.
1: And this part I disagree with. He he was a credibly accused child molester. What does that mean? So if you're credibly accused, you're just guilty, and you can't run for office. That that's madness. Absolute madness.
15: And and put up with that.
1: Uh-huh.
11: Well, you know, this is this is a really interesting point because it is an this, point. There's been this, this, uh-huh. and there are many, um, but. There have been, there's been this explosion of sexual harassment scandals, mm-hmm. and in many cases, accusation has been equal to conviction, right? right. right. Many people Good get point. accused, and that's all anyone needs. I, I worry, honestly, I worry about the young men as well as the young women, because they're, they have no idea what to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
11: So, that's right.
15: You
1: a lot of input from the audience.
15: Actually, good guys, right? Speaking of And that's speaking right. of bad guys, there was quite an interesting person. Here's her nice there present. was quite an interesting person who was on this stage the other day. Her name is Marion Le Pen. Exactly. Now, why was she here? Good question. Why was she here? Uh, she's a young no longer in office politician from France. I think mm-hmm. the only reason she was here is because she's named Le Pen. And the Le Pen name is Mm -hmm. a disgrace. Her grandfather is a racist and a Nazi. Yes. She claims that she stands for him. Right. Mm -hmm. Listen to the defense. And the fact that CPAC invited her is a disgrace. (laughs) Well.
1: To her credit, she said that at CPAC. Pretty amazing. Um, because it wasn't well received. She had to, in fact, be escorted out of the building by armed guards to protect her.
2: I mean, we are hearing no matter what the situation anymore. Yeah. Armed guards required to see so-and-so out of the building.
1: I know. Now, I don't know that anybody would have harmed her, but they were certainly concerned about it. Mm -hmm. Um... And her point about Marion Le Pen is a great one. What the hell was she doing at CPAC? There is no reason to bring a member of the national front in France into a conservative American forum. Why? That Literally, national socialism. Even if she's not a fascist like her uh, grandfather was. She's certainly a socialist. She's a national socialist. She's a French national socialist. That is not on the right in the American system. It is far, far left. It's it's on the right only in Europe, where they don't have small government. That's not even a consideration. Small government's not even an option. You have big government or you have bigger government. You have oppressive government or you have slightly less oppressive government. That's what you have in Europe. And you've got American conservatives jeering and cheering cheering for, for Marion Le Pen and jeering a person who questions her attendance there. Wow, it's just a crazy world. And then, and then we get to enjoy 16 and 17 year olds from uh, a high school where a, a horrible tragedy occurs. We, we have the opportunity now for them to set public policy for us. Which is uh, an exciting possibility i uh, i think a lot of us are thrilled with that pot- potential triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three matt in pennsylvania you're on the blaze hi going once
6: hey pat hey matt uh great great to be back on your show again um i'd ask you how you're doing but you really don't
1: care um and, and I just wanted to i'm sure you-, you don't either so uh, I, yeah I, I really don't no <laughs> right. i don't that's so what i figured
6: let, let's Beyond on the social norm. Uh, the reason for my call, uh, my wife is a, uh, a school teacher here in Pennsylvania, and, you know, uh, uh, February 14th, close to home, and um, one of the things that is happening here that I just wanted to let everyone know is the Pennsylvania State Police Troop A is um, going into our schools now, randomly, just stopping by, seeing how things are going, mm. parking their cruisers out front, and having lunch with our students. Um, so, That's great. The, student, the staff, uh, no one knows when they might or might not stop in. I'm not saying that is the solution to what we're dealing with, because my wife is okay with packing the Glock uh, in her classroom, because she can't right now. Um, but, you know, we welcome that, because, you know, the kids in the schools don't know if a trooper might stop by to have a lunch. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. I'm not saying that's the solution, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I think so, too. Especially in in the state here in Pennsylvania, yeah. uh, You know, we don't have the best pass, um, you know, as far as uh, sticking to our constitutional values. But uh, I think we're starting to head in the right direction because people Mm. are fed up. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you in the audience. You're doing a great job at the noon hour. You pulled me away from a a long-time... Um, nationally syndicated <laughs> program. You pull me over here to the Blaze at the noon hour, and I'm here every day.
1: That's a very big so compliment. Thank you, Matt. Let me ask uh, you this, thanks, though, before you thanks, go. Thanks, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. You said, you said your wife is willing to carry a Glock to school, right? Yes, yes, sir. How could she possibly teach if she brought a gun to school?
6: Mm. Well, uh, she's a uh, special education teacher. Yeah. And un- unfortunately, that's a whole different ball game because her children – um, aren't going to duck and cover it and run out of the school like we saw on the footage on, on February 14th. Right. Her students will not go out with their hands up because they're going to be so scared of the situation. Oh, man, yeah. some, of her, some of her students can't even run. Some of her students require special aid to even go to the restroom, let alone run out of the school. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation they've had very seriously with um, uh, the officer that is armed in their school, because we do have that here. Mm -hmm. Um, is what do we do? And it's basically Mm -hmm. well, the answer was during their their live demonstration when the Pennsylvania State Police came in and and fired off uh, uh, rounds in the school as an active shooter uh, simulation was you need to do what's good for the greater good. And well in their classroom, their kids aren't going to be able to react the way that normal kids do. I'm sorry to say that. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're saying, well, you need to take the majority of the kids out. Well, that's not a solution. You know, some of their kids are going to scream and yell and, you know, they're autistic. They've had other disabilities. Yeah. And for her and the other students in, in, in her program or the other teachers in her program, they're under the impression that they should be able to blockade themselves into a classroom and
1: protect their students. No doubt about it, especially yeah, if their special needs. You've got to be able to do that and protect them if you have to
6: amen amen And, and the problem is the school district that we're particularly in i won't name a name but where we're at is the other school districts in the area put their students in this district so we have a larger amount because the way the budgeting goes and that's fine and so we have a high number and so what are you supposed to do when you have a classroom of 20 kids and you have five faculty members During an active situation, Um, you know those kids cannot comprehend what's going on. Right, you know, and we're okay with that. She's okay with that. You know, she she is frustrated that others in her profession, even in the own district, are against carrying.
1: That's amazing. What
6: do you want her kids to do?
1: Yeah. What exactly? Exactly. You're not going to be able to get them out of there quickly. So you would want to you would want to shelter in place, barricade yourself in, and then if the shooter gets in, you want to be able to shoot the shooter,
6: right? Right. And and the only advantage is um, they've done a lot of active shooter situations in the last four or five years in this district, and they have trained the students, they have trained the faculty to shelter in place, run Mm -hmm. if you can, run through the hills, and defend yourself by any means. In fact, uh, the, the last time they had one of these simulations, Um, Their classroom actually barricaded their door with a a, a television stand, tied the cord of the television stand uh, to the door. And when the quote-unquote active shooter tried to come in, ripped the television cord out of the television and caused damage to school property. Well, no one could get mad because they were told to do whatever it would take. Right. Well, what's that going to do at the end of the day if this was real? You know, the electric cord came out of the television. The shooter came into the room. They're sitting ducks at that point. And,
1: you know. Unless you rigged it so fight. the television falls on his head when he comes in. Well, you know, now <laughs> we're talking about the Three Stooges. <laughs> yes. and whatnot.
6: But, 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 yeah. But, uh, you know, this is, this, this is a serious situation. I appreciate yeah. the comedy you guys bring. And, you know, even Jeffy, because, you know, it's Jeffy.
1: Right. But, right.
6: You know, people don't think, you know, we're thinking about a lot of the conversations they're having nationally don't include the special needs.
1: Yeah, I hadn't and, even you know, heard that brought up yet. That's amazing.
6: And, and, and that's just it. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the special needs students, whether they're autistic, whether they're they're hearing or visually impaired, we, she has been instructed to do what's better for the greater good. That means, Pat, if your daughter, I'm sorry to say this, but Pat, if your daughter is visually impaired and she can't see her way out of the situation, my wife is now instructed to take the rest of the classroom out and leave your daughter alone. Good heavens. How is that fair? Good. They need to barricade God. themselves in. They need
1: to to retreat into their rooms. Wow! They need to
6: try to, and even if they do that, their children aren't going to be quiet.
1: I wouldn't. I, I or, mean, the do the do the parents of the special needs kids know that that's the edict that she's been given? Well, you know, that's I'd go a tough out of my call. mind. I would go well, out of my mind. And that's a tough call because you can't. You have to walk a fine line when you're a teacher, don't you? Yeah.
6: Yes. Um, and, and you can't say this is what we have been instructed to do. This is it. And, and you know, I, I've gone. and, and No, I've but
1: I think it's the it's the uh, it's the superintendent or the principals. It's the administration's uh, responsibility to tell the parents that that's the plan. And and if that's the plan, I'm sorry, I'm not leaving my kid in that school.
6: And, and amen. And, and And this is just it. You know, as we have this conversation nationally, that's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
14: and
6: I understand there are some teachers out there who do not feel comfortable having a gun in the classroom, and I understand that, and I respect that.
1: Yeah, and you don't force them. Okay, well, well, you don't have to. Then we'll do somebody else. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh,
6: So the the Pennsylvania State Police uh, here at Troop A in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, have decided to randomly come into schools randomly have lunch with students, to to start a dialogue, to start an interaction with students. And I think that's a step in the right direction. I'm not saying that's the solution, but I have to give props to Pennsylvania State Police.
1: No, I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it's
6: fantastic, and they need to be recognized for it. Um, And, you know, our governor, who I didn't vote for, uh, (laughs) if he's behind it or not.
1: uh, Then good for him. um, He's actually done something good if he is behind it, but I doubt he is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I doubt he is too bad. Thanks Thanks. a lot, Matt. Um, I, we should look into that and see if we can find out who is behind that effort. 888 thirty three ninety three. more of your calls coming up. Uh, let me tell you about a fantastic food, a real food supplement that I uh, take every day now. And you know me, I mean, if you've been listening for any length of time, you know I'm, I'm the opposite of a health food nut. Uh, I get zero vegetables in my diet, well, until now. Now I have found a uh, field of greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, I heard a lot about it for a long time from other people in the building. And I finally took it home and gave it a shot. And, you know, we we put uh, some of this stuff into a drink, a protein drink that uh, my wife just makes every morning. And it tastes great. I have a lot more energy. I just feel better. You know, sometimes it's hard to quantify Uh, exactly what it just feels, I feel better. More energy, less hungry during during the course of the day. Every scoop of this, every scoop of Field of Greens gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. I love that because it's the only place I get them. It's prebiotic, probiotic, it boosts your immunity, it has antioxidant power, and it's not an extract. It's actual food, real food. So you put one scoop in eight ounces of water or whatever your favorite drink is, a shake, a smoothie, which is what I do. It's really easy, and it it actually tastes great. It's not like you're, you know, drinking broccoli at all. Go to BrickHousePat.com and give Field of Greens a try today. If you're like me and you don't get a lot of vegetables in your diet, this is where you can do it and just get healthier. You'll get your free shaker bottle, too, if you use the offer code It's BrickHousePat.com BrickHousePat.com
0: This is Pat Gray The Blaze Radio Network uh triple
1: eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh pat gray unleashed no yes okay yeah go ahead uh we, we got a tweet in um that says it all
2: <laughs> yeah florida man in exile thank you for uh tweeting us here at the program uh at pat unleashed uh, instead of arguing the importance of the second amendment let's propose a similar argument and see if they like it we all love the 19th amendment and know its importance, but we need common sense reform. <laughs> Women shouldn't be able to vote for every office.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so great because I mean, <laughs> that's what they're saying. Yeah. There's limits on all of these rights. So good. The first amendment, is you you can't harm people, you can't you can't suggest harming people. That's not okay. The second amendment, you what are you going to have a bazooka, a yeah. tank? Well, the 19th amendment, you you can't vote for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we're not going to have women vote for, I don't know, the president. Come on. Yeah. Uh, you could actually make that argument. I how many votes do you need? Just to throw it back in their face. How many votes do you need how many, in
2: November? How
1: many times do you need to vote during the Thank course you. of a year? Yep. You've already voted once. Yep. Back in the spring, we're not letting you vote in the fall. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. That's good stuff. That is funny. Florida man in exile. <laughs> cool name, too. Yeah. I like that. <clears throat> Uh, our president has, uh, sounded off on the, uh, the deputy who did not go into the school. And here's what he had to say.
6: The way they performed was frankly disgusting. They were listening to what was going on. The one in particular, he was then, he was early. Then you had three others that probably a similar deal a little bit later, but a similar kind of a thing. What? You know, I really believe, you don't know until you test it, but I think I, I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. And I think most of the people in this room would have done that too, because I know most of you. But the way they mm-hmm. performed was
1: was really a disgrace. <laughs> Maybe we don't speculate on that. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, we all like to think we would have run into that building. Armed or not, you would like to think that you're going in there boldly, sure. bravely to save
2: kids. Of course, that particular individual there who we just heard from would be followed close behind by men with guns. So
1: Yeah, so if he's <laughs> in the area, you're in pretty good hands, yeah. actually. But I understand his point. I got 30 people with me, all armed. So, yeah, we're all going in. That's a little different thing. Um, 137 experts, is it? Wait. There's a panel. It's like 700. Of, right no, it's, it was 170. Oh, okay, 170. A panel of 170. Mm-hmm. Political experts, get this, has decided that President Donald Trump is the worst president in history after just one year. Knock it. This is so ridiculous. It's so asinine. How do you make, first of all, he's done multiple great things, which we've chronicled multiple times. Is it just because of his tweets he's the worst president of all time? There are presidents who've actually done severe damage to our Republicans. To our republic, Barack Obama might be the worst president of all time. Woodrow Wilson certainly qualifies uh, for for nomination as worst of all time. FDR did such harm to this to this constitutional republic that it, it, we still haven't been a, able to undo it seventy years later. We can't. It's just uh, too much. Same with LBJ. Those would be pretty good candidates for worst president of all time. Uh, Donald Trump? Come on. First of all, you've got such a small body of work so far. How do you even... In fact, he he claimed last week he's he's had the best first year in history. Uh, But their bottom 10 is uh, Taylor, Hoover, Tyler, Fillmore, Harding, Warren G. Harding. The 39th president? That it shows they know nothing uh-huh. about his presidency. <clears throat> nothing. Andrew Johnson, Franklin Pierce, W.H. Harrison, Buchanan, who until this time wins every worst of poll uh, until Donald Trump. Wow, that is that is just... I'm sorry. That's freaking crazy. Where, where was
2: Barack Obama and uh, where was Bill Clinton? Number, and well, let's look. Jeremy uh, Carter. Here's a, uh, here's, a uh, here's a list of the best. Oh, okay. Oh, the be- oh, I'm sorry. Best presidents. I you according- were talking about the worst. Now we got a list. And we thing. also okay. have... We're going to have the best, too.
1: <laughs> um, at the very top, I've got no argument with this, Abraham Lincoln. Now people will... Please don't tweet me and yell <laughs> at me. And I know if you're in the South, you don't like Abraham Lincoln. I know <laughs> he took extreme measures. I understand all that. I like him. <laughs> he saved the union. And I think that's a pretty good thing. Um, George Washington, number two. Now, you could interchange those two easily for me. They rate FDR three best. Third best. He is one of the absolute worst. It's
2: the F in FDR.
1: Then you got Teddy Roosevelt, who sucked as well. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Thomas Jefferson, fifth. Nah, I put him higher. Uh, Harry Truman, nah. Uh Dwight Eisenhower, number seven at number eight best president barack obama according to these experts get out of here <laughs> reagan they have ninth behind obama and then lbj at number <sighs> 10 come on wow what are they experts at 888 thirty three ninety three. still got to get to more of your calls we will do that coming up next
0: Gray, the Blaze Radio Network,
1: Pat Gray. Even as we speak, there's another one of these Parkland kids on, on the tube. Good golly, just no, there's no escape. They're everywhere. They're like Chicken Man. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Anybody remember Chicken Man? It's probably a reference. No one remembers but me. 888 <laughs> uh, 900 Uh You can also tweet us at Pat Unleashed. Got some tweets here from Burback's. Pat needs to stop saying only you can prevent forest fires. That requires personal responsibility, and that's no longer allowed in America. You're right. That's (laughs) not a thing anymore. Not a thing. From Kaboom, just hurtful. I don't don't even understand why we deserve this. If BYU or Nebraska keep losing, I'm sure the schools will reward the losing coaches with contract extensions for their amazing leadership.
2: (laughs) It's not necessary.
1: It's not. It's not. Uh, Just too muck and fudge? One of the greatest names on all of the internet. Really? Uh-huh. I like that one. Uh, I wonder how quickly and thoroughly the Broward County sheriffs would have investigated the square root symbol. <laughs> They're probably on it right now. Um, stop saying triggering. Oh. Don't you know there are triggers on a gun? So insensitive. That's from Don scriber one. Mm-hmm. Jaded Empress, when speaking to the younger crowd, perhaps update your comeback phrase to stick that in your pen and vape it. <laughs> ah. since, since the cool kids don't use pipes <laughs> <laughs> got it yeah uh, all right uh let's go to andy in georgia you're on the blaze
9: hey, Pat. hey. how are you mm.
1: uh, doing good
6: uh, i just got a i just got an observation
1: mm-hmm.
6: uh the sheriff down there in broward county seems to be uh putting a lot of distance between himself and the actual events of this thing he says he's got investigators looking into it mm-hmm. what sheriff in the united states would have would get this call and not be on top of it himself. I mean, actually hands on himself.
1: Right. That's a good point. Uh, I, the, yeah.
6: The other question I've got is, you know, you had one uh, school resource officer who I assume is a you know a county officer. Uh, he was on the scene. He didn't go in. Okay, that's one guy. You got at least three, if not four, other officers who were also on the scene. They didn't go in. That's an order. That's that's not a bunch of guys that are just scared to you know approach. That's that seems like
1: that seems like a systemic problem then, right?
6: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what the sheriff is trying to get away from.
1: Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, uh, Andy. Steve in Missouri, welcome to the Blaze.
12: Hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, uh, I remember Chicken Man. I'm I'm a little older. (laughs) Bless you
1: for that. Bless you. Good. Uh,
12: (laughs) No, this morning I rejoined the NRA after many years of not being a member.
1: Nice. uh, They need it right now. They need some support.
12: uh, I, I have a challenge. I think everybody who listens to the Blaze needs to go and join the NRA. And I don't understand why every gun owner in this country doesn't belong to the NRA. It's only forty bucks a year for a yearly membership. Yeah. I mean, you, some guys blow that more than just uh, an hour at the at the range on the weekend. You oh know,
14: yeah.
1: Yep.
12: One or one or two boxes of ammo, and that's. And if you, if you don't belong, you you're going to end up losing your right.
1: Yeah, they you know, they fight uh, hard for the Second Amendment. They really do. Yeah, you know, and I.
12: I haven't shot any of my guns in almost a dozen years because I don't have anywhere to shoot them since I don't have our farm anymore.
1: Yeah, itargetpro.com. Yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm.
12: I just... Uh, I I don't understand why it's only like 5 million people long when it's, what, 75 million gun owners?
1: No, it's more than that. Um, my understanding it's, it's, is there's like 100 million gun owners. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well,
12: but I, I think these, these kids are being told that the NRA is just... Uh, being backed by the the gun law or the gun manufacturers when they don't realize no it's made up of everybody in this country who joins a gun uh, owns a gun and wants to enjoy the the privilege of owning the gun
14: yeah you know it,
12: it's it, it's it's probably their grandparents they don't even re- realize their grandpa might be a member of the N R A. Or their aunt and uncle, or they, I think they'd be being, blown
1: away at the people that they probably know that are members of the NRA. They'd be that's right. They're yeah.
12: they're being fed this that it's the gun and ammo lo- lobby, yep. and that's where all the money. And they're being told oh, they're donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to each candidate every year. Not true. And it's it's not. Yeah, but they're believing it. They're yeah, believing they are.
1: It. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, uh, the uh, David Hogg kid. Said that the uh, the the CEO the CEO of NRA Dana Lash owns all of these Republican politicians sure. in Washington. She owns them all. She sure. can tell them exactly what to do. A, she's not the CEO. She's a spokesperson. She just started there two uh, what two months ago, a yeah. month or two ago. Yeah. She was here. Now she's with the NRA. So she, if she does own them all, she worked fast, man. She bought a lot of politicians really quickly. Not the CEO, doesn't own them. The NRA so far this year has spent $265,000 or something to that effect. Total, total. You don't own anybody for that kind of money. Even if you gave it all to one politician, I don't think you own him for that kind of money. Come on now. This is just getting ridiculous. Uh, Jackson in Texas, you're on the blaze.
16: Hey, Pat, listen, uh, good to talk to you. Condolences to the families first. uh, Very thankful we can view this on the tube. That's awesome. Uh, Not sure who's digging a deeper hole in South Florida. Is it Washerman Schultz? Is it Sheriff Is, or is it the kid? Mm. Anyway, uh, maybe we should call in Eric Clapton, or do we need to uh, just send Sheriff Is back to uh, Connecticut
1: Is that where he's from originally? Is it Connecticut? I
16: don't know that. I was going to research it, but uh, I didn't take the time, but it sounds like it. Uh, My guess would be Brooklyn. You know the political attitude up there. Yeah. So, anyway, you know, he wanted specifics from Dana, and boy, did he dig a deep hole with that one, you know, in the days past. But, uh, But what I wanted to say is, you know, Peterson's communications while he was squatted by the building, they're all on tape, you know, and I realize there's an investigation underway, um... You know, hopefully this will be revealed very soon for the families, especially the outspoken dad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, you know, all communications are going to show what was going on. And uh, wouldn't you just hate to be uh, Sheriff Iz's campaign manager for the next election?
1: Oh, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't have a chance, but who knows, in a Democrat-dominated area like that. Who knows? It is
16: Broward County.
1: (laughs) Yep. Thanks a lot, Jackson. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, 900 3393 Uh, Let's go to Rick in Maryland. You're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Doing good.
8: Hey, yeah. yeah. i got three things to
10: talk about. Uh, One of the first ones is is, uh, when I was growing up, my first job that I ever had was I worked at the rifle range at a Boy Scout camp. Mm. And the age of that is 11 to 18 years old. So we would bring in Boy Scouts, and we would shoot twenty twos. And teach them you know gun safety and responsibility from the age of eleven to eighteen, and it really kind of touched the nerve when I hear everybody trying to raise the age to twenty one uh, I find that it'll probably be a lot more helpful if you 're going to own a firearm or we 're going to be allowed to own firearms that the earlier you teach kids firearm safety, the better off you are. Uh, we never had any incidences or any problems uh, you know in that just really kind of irked my nerve. You know, we got 21 years old. So, you know, I don't really know if that's still the case anymore. That was 20-some years ago. But, uh, you know, and then we also taught the the Cub Scouts, who range anywhere from, you know,
8: 6 years old to 10 years old how to shoot BB guns.
1: Yeah, it only makes sense if you're going to have guns around them to make sure they understand the uh, the seriousness of it. And how to handle it so that no accidents happen. I mean, yeah, I mean it never, does make sense. We've never had any
10: accidents. It's, uh, it just is ridiculous. Uh, the second point I wanted to make is when I got older and my wife, I, well, I met my, my wife in college and she was studying abroad. She went to Costa Rica and I went down to visit her at San Jose. And I was kind of surprised that when I got there and I went to the university, guess what was standing outside the university? Armed guards. Hmm. Because right. Right? Costa Rica, I'm not, uh, if you're familiar, they don't really have a police force or an army or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I was, you wow. know, and they didn't have, you know, I'm really tired of hearing the AR-15 as a very powerful weapon and it's, you know, military grade. I mean, they're not automatics. They shoot a small caliber bullet. Yep. Uh, these guys down there weren't carrying little two twenty threes or .556s. I mean, they had A-10s, you know, which are .308s, you know, like sniper rifles, mm-hmm. big fully automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. And nobody blinked an eye whatsoever. He had a bunch of these college kids running around. It was no big deal. None of the nobody in the general population even cared or blinked an eye. So I don't understand the whole teachers can't have guns or you can't have armed uh, people at schools.
1: Yeah, it not makes no sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Uh, Israel, you'll see a lot of armed people walk in the streets as well, uh, and they don't accidentally shoot people. When they shoot people, they do it on purpose. And it's usually for a really good reason. Like, those people are trying to kill other people. So they get shot. Uh, that's what happens. I mean, you know, in the founding of this country, just about every family owned multiple weapons. And they, they had them around their children. Uh, you know, they hung them on a rack in their living room or wherever because they taught the children how to use them what to do around them, the seriousness of it, the consequences of mishandling them. You know, if we would do that, there there wouldn't be the accidents that we have.
2: Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you saying that Americans mm. used to be responsible?
1: Yeah, it's kind of. There was a something called personal, uh-huh. personal. Re, reason, no, respond. Responding? No. Personal responsibility. That's what okay, it was. But that That's was... That's what it was. That, those were just huh. the
2: people that were in the militia, right? No.
1: No? It, militia meant virtually everyone. What? Because, yeah, it was a citizen army. And so we're going to need everybody. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'll have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, we'll look into Weirdo. it. Weirdo. Uh,
1: Matt in Minnesota, welcome to The Blaze.
17: Hold on. Hi, guys. Hey. It is your favorite uh, gay millennial liberal here. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I have a uh, gun, well, a potential school shooting threat that turned into a story of grace here in the metro area. But first, I want to apologize to Keith for the cat-curling fake news that I told you
2: guys about. Outside. Hey, it made a great video for the TV. The, it turned out to be the fun I, anyway.
17: The, the I Has Cheeseburger reputable journalistic site, I Has Cheeseburger, got me with their
8: fake news. <laughs> Anyways... Um,
17: Orono High School is a suburb of Minneapolis. Here, yeah, and um, on Tuesday night of last week, a student posted on social media that he was going to said nobody in Orono is safe. I'm going to shoot up the high school at 12 noon on Wednesday. Wow! Um, by eight in the morning, uh, the police investigated it. They thought it was a credible threat. By 10 a.m., the police were deployed to Orono High School. They locked the entire school down. They deployed police in the hallways. They made a two-mile radius with uh, snowplows and police cars around the school. And then this student who made the threat was arrested at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, It turns out this student who made the threat has severe autism, uh, there were no weapons in the home. He lived with his parents. He's a juvenile. Mm. Um, the um, attorneys and the parents decided to release his name to the press. And instead of, um, or no instead of coming against him with anger, um, they have raised $25,000 for this student to pay for, defense fees, and then to get him into a special um, special needs school that will cater to his needs specifically. Mm-hmm. And or Orono High School students support him, the parents support him, they've forgiven him, and multiple churches in the area have joined this movement. And, uh, one, I'm grateful for how the police responded quickly yeah. and swiftly, and they actually deployed police in the hallways. Um, and they were there for multiple hours until this student was detained. And then I'm just amazed at the reaction of, uh, this suburb of the twin cities where they've,
1: if you were to boil this down, you would almost say common sense prevailed in that particular instance. Wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, that's kind of amazing. You could say that. Yeah, Yeah. So, so they didn't, they didn't throw the kid in jail. They didn't beat him with clubs. Uh, and on the other side, they didn't do nothing. Uh, that seems like uh, it can work out if you, I don't know, use your noodle a little bit. <laughs> I agree with you there, Pat. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. It's nice to know that can still happen from time to time. And especially in a place like Minnesota, where you might not expect it. <laughs> you might not. 888 uh, 900 You know what? Buying a home can be really tough. Selling your home can be extremely tough. And stressful and frustrating. If you need to sell your home before you go buy another one, uh, then you're under a lot of stress and under a lot of pressure. That's why you need a great realtor to help you. And Glenn and Tanya have been through this. They know the ups and downs. They know how frustrating, it, how frustrating it can be, which is why they put together a network of over 1,200 agents across the country. Now, they figured, all right, we, we've got to make sure that these agents have a lot of experience. They have good marketing plans. Uh, they're stand-up people in the, in the community, so they've got good character. And they've had good results in the past, plus a real big key. They're fans of the show, so that they share, generally speaking, your principles and values, and you can relate to them. It's, it's a fantastic uh, way to buy and sell real estate realestateagentsitrust.com go there now if you need to sell your home fast and then get into buying one or or if you just want to buy one and you don't have anything to sell go to realestateagentsitrust.com we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town and we show you the categories on which we make that assessment let our agents earn your business realestateagentsitrust.com
0: Pat Gray Pat Gray Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Was my family the only one in America to enjoy the Olympics? I love them. We love them in my house. I watch them pretty much every night.
2: Curling. I enjoyed
1: it. And I enjoyed even curling this year because we had a team mm-hmm. that was tremendous. Mm-hmm. They won the gold medal. I think we can say that now safely because the Olympics are completely over <laughs> and hopefully you've seen it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happened 12.30 Friday night. Are we safe? I think we're safe. I think we're out of the
2: <laughs> danger zone.
1: <laughs> so we we had a big blitz the last two or three days yeah. of the Olympics and virtually doubled our medal take from 12, where we were kind of stuck, to 23 for the whole Olympics. Mm-hmm. Had we performed that whole time, uh, it would have been nice. And we probably would have won the Olympic Games again, but we didn't. So Norway was number one with 39. 39. We had 23 overall, and I think nine gold. One of the gold happened to be, for the first time in history, men's curling. Here's the phenomenal part of that. The Simpsons (laughs) predicted it would happen. Not just the gold medal, (laughs) but who they'd win it against. (laughs) Look at this.
16: Oh, it's this for a date night.
1: Wonderful,
16: homie.
0: (laughs) Take that, Sweden. Tell me how my ice tastes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's Sweden, not Switzerland. Did we win it against Sweden? Yes. Okay. So we actually did, in real life, win the gold medal Mm -hmm. in curling against Sweden.
2: Stick that in your frozen pipe. How weird is that? It's awesome.
1: And it's even weirder because... It's not the first time the Simpsons have predicted the future. (laughs) They've done it like 14 times that uh, we're aware of. They predicted Lady Gaga on the episode. Lisa goes Gaga. (laughs) Lady Gaga was shown suspended by cables flying over the audience at a concert. Well, she did that at the Super Bowl last year. Then there was the 2016 Nobel Prize winner in a 2010 episode. Millhouse predicted that Banked R. Holmstrom would win the Nobel Prize in economics. And sure enough, in 2016, Holmstrom sure. and Oliver Hart were announced as joint winners of the Nobel Prize. <laughs> Six years before it happened, they predicted... How? That is so weird. The Simpsons also predicted that a talk show host, well, not a talk show host, a reality show host... Donald Trump would become president 17 years ago in an episode titled Bart to the Future. Lisa becomes president after Donald Trump, apparently, uh, and apparently after Donald Trump ruined the economy, supposedly. (laughs) So they predicted he would be president. (laughs) He's standing at a podium uh, as president and it says Trump. And then underneath America, you can be my ex-wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they predicted Siegfried and Roy's tiger attack in nineteen ninety-three. It of course happened ten years later. Roy was attacked by one of their white tigers. Uh Arnold Palmer on the twenty eighth season premiere, of the satirical series, made Arnold made an Arnold Palmer joke. On the day that golfer Arnold Palmer died, Homer Simpson tells his wife Marge that he plans to Arnold Palmer, his pal Lenny. Wait. Arnold Palmer Lenny. Marge responds, "You're gonna, you're going to Arnold Palmer Lenny." He was, of course, referring to the lemonade and ice drink mixture, which was named after the golfer. Uh, faulty voting machines during the 2012 el- elections. A voting machine proved faulty when votes cast for Obama went to Romney instead. In a 2008 episode. Homer went to the voting booth to cast a vote for Obama, but his vote went to McCain instead. <laughs> this is kind of almost creepy. It's so weird. In a 1998 Simpsons, the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, Homer writes out an equation on a chalkboard, which if solved, if solved, you get the mass of a Higgs boson that's only a bit larger than the nanomass of a Higgs boson actually is. and apparently it was how did they do this apparently it was correct they predicted a horse meat scandal Uh, that happened Guitar Hero the now basically extinct but once popular video game Guitar Hero was first released in 2005 in a 2002 Simpsons Mick Jagger Keith Richards give Homer a jacket that has Guitar Hero printed on the back (laughs) of it interesting (laughs) In their Farmville episode, the virtual reality game Farmville was all the craze in oh9 with people rushing home from work or school to attend their f- to their farm. In a '98 episode, the Simpsons show a scene where kids are excited to play in a yard work simulator. <laughs> okay, so they didn't call it Farmville. Yeah, yeah. Okay, some of them are a stretch. Yeah, but for the most part old Beatles letter. In season 2's episode 18, Brush With Greatness, Ringo Starr from the Beatles is shown responding to fan letters while saying, they took the time to write me and I don't care if it takes me another 20 years I'm going to answer, oh, every one of them Well, two women in England received a reply to their fan mail from Sir Paul McCartney 50 years later of course, that's McCartney. So they didn't correctly predict that. Oh well, It was Paul who did it 50 years later, not Ringo. So that one's completely... This is just,
2: I mean, to throw the whole list the away. Whole thing.
1: Throw it away, crumple I, crumple. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Forget about the Simpsons predicting things. They don't. Yeah. Huh. See you tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.